Alrighty, and we're live. Welcome, Spencer. How you doing, man? Living the goddamn dream. But Happy yeah. to be here. Good. Love awesome. this. Love the setup you got going on here. It's a good setup. It's a yeah. good setup. I appreciate it. But yeah, like we were just talking about before we, we were. before we got on. Yeah, daybreak out there on the west side of the Salt Lake Valley yeah. is, in my mind, it's exactly Baldwin Park back in Central Florida. So just sections of land that are just turned into these tiny streets with these vertical homes that just they feel small looking at them yeah i mean like the, that's the weird thing too is like the hoa and those things are horrible like every time i hear about an hoa i want to become a domestic terrorist like it no, is no, that checks. so frustrating no because like that's the thing like imagine you work your entire life uh-huh. you know and you, you you save up and you, you get your dream home you know and, and it's in a perfect to... area mm-hmm. and all that stuff and you look around and everything looks so nice and you're like this is home mm-hmm. then you get there and then some like brenda who doesn't have a job who just does hoa shit comes up to you he's like hey we're a part of the hoa and um your actually lawn is wrong you, yeah your lawn is you have wrong grass all right you, yeah. you need the you need the blue you need the crab grass or whatever the fuck it's called yeah you know so you have to pay twenty thousand dollars to redo your entire lawn because there's some electrical issues that are wrong too and oh if you don't fix this grass even though you like the grass and there's really no issue with this grass guess what we're gonna put a lien on your house yep. so if you sell your house again it goes all to the hoa that's criminal dude i oh, don't I need a pool no. that badly no, i hate it i even had a good hoa like a decent hoa back in no such Florida. thing no such thing well good by hoa standards because it was only 80 bucks a month they took care of all of the lawn maintenance just the basic lawn maintenance like just like mowing just mowing edging and blowing or whatnot and you could tell them <laughs> you fucking child <laughs> dude i'm 22 of course i am <laughs> But, Don't let the low voice were... and tallness and uh, weird fake confidence, yeah. you know, fool you, my friend. <laughs> appreciate, appreciate the drop in. Of course. But in any case, the HOA was chill. I, I, I was friendly with the president and everything. Yeah. But I would get letters every six months, like, because it's Florida, so like pressure washing your driveway once a year is like a necessity because of like the relative mold buildup or yeah, the mildew rain, and... pulling for weeds or whatnot. Like it, it, it is a pain in the ass. The worst sort of thing i realized was when we needed we needed to repaint the outside of the house yeah because it just had parts of paint that were just peeling off oh it was just there or it was getting yellow because the sun had just because my mom oh yeah sunburn or whatever it's called sun fading fading, yeah Yeah. because the 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 color my mom had put on it was like this darker green and i think i continued her tradition of not going by the hoa palette color palette because they actually have like these are the only colors you're allowed to paint your house. That's stupid. Like you, you oh, spend millions of dollars on your dream home, you know, because and then all of a sudden you can't even make it the color that you want because Brenda says no. Fuck yeah. Brenda. Fuck Holy Brenda, shit! I... Well, what I loved is that we picked out like this pelican gray. Yeah, pelican and, gray. And I was and I got the impression it was like this other house. Like okay, and it's more of a blue. Mm. It looks much more of a blue. And what I loved is that like. I over like the space of like a month, just every Saturday, just taping a bit or painting a bit. Or my dad finally got me like, a bar, let me yeah. borrow his sprayer. We got yeah. it done, and the president, uh, I'm gonna call him Howie right now because I can't remember, but he came up to me like, "That's on the palette." I'm like, "Yes, it's on the palette." Like, People don't like that, but I like what you've done with the place. <laughs> like, like he least, knew, dude. He imagine. knew the busybodies that were gonna bitch about it, but he's like, "No, it's on the palette." That's like, the thing, the busybodies. I can't do the suburbs because everyone's in everyone's business. Like, oh, I, I stayed at my parents' place for like a week, mm-hmm. um, just because I was like. The, the the new place wasn't ready yet right and so like i'm saying there and like they're just sitting on the porch just mm-hmm. talking with the dogs and i'm like okay this is very boring but like it's it's nice to you know see nature and whatnot and they just had just so many people come by talk for five minutes giving the scoop on everyone 
Yeah. And then they would move on, and then the next people would come five minutes just later giving this. And it's just gossip and gossip. I don't want people to know where I live. I don't want people to, like, talk to me. Like, I don't want to know what Brenda in the next house. So I don't know why I keep using Brenda. But Brenda's getting a lot of shit yeah, okay, thrown well, at her this Karen. Um, you can just go super. I, I don't want to do Karen because okay, it's too cliche. Do Kelly. Kelly. Yeah. Um, we don't know what Kelly Yeah, we could do a Kelly. Yeah. I mean, my aunt's name's Kelly. She's cool. I like her. She's good for a joke, though. Yeah, she. she okay. Well, yeah. Kelly, if you're she, listening she to this. She knows we're not talking about her. Yeah, of course. <laughs> but yeah, no, Kelly's in the next door over and like just like getting into my business. No, I, I don't want that. I don't want to know my neighbor's names. I don't want any of that. I just want a little fortress of solitude that, just to, just yeah, to vibe John, in. That John Goodman speech or whatnot. Have you heard of that one? Oh, yeah. It was yeah, just like your... you put eight. You know, one million to get your fortress of solid to it. Yeah, you get a piece you. of shit, point A to point B car. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. You know what my tag on to that, like, HOA sucks and suburbia, like, that sucks is that I, I believe that retirement is a trap that just turns. I, I've had too many stories where someone that's, like, even renovating their house, mm-hmm. the the retired, the recently retired couple next door they had no problems with for 15 years, now that they're retired, have nothing to do. And now they start bothering everyone else. Oh, absolutely. It's just like you have a purpose for so long. You're like, okay, well, I am middle management, got mm-hmm. the corner office, and you, you work you, your yeah. entire life. And then you like hit 60 or 65, and you're like, oh, well, I guess I could pick up golfing. You know, or you could, or you could just bother your neighbors about their weeding. Like, well, that's the thing. Golfing can only take you so far, you know, and you, you need to find that like purpose. Mm-hmm. And when you don't have that purpose, that's when you become a fuck. Like all the all the people, so like behind every Karen was a twenty year old girl that wanted to be a lawyer, right? You know that behind had every dreams. Kelly is a Michelle Obama, like, absolutely. Like all of them wanted to do more, but then they got married too early. And then you know they they stayed at home or they did keep, continue to work, but then they felt guilty because they weren't around all the kids. And then they just got so angry and they were attractive for most of their life, and now they're not because they lost their pretty privilege, and there's just like, why aren't people bending over for me anymore? And then just the little things just slowly destroy their psyche until they verbally abuse their kid to then create the next generation of Karens. just sounds like they sound like narcissists by life choices. Absolutely. Oh, absolutely. Everyone's a narcissist, just no one wants to admit it. Oh, yeah. It's just to what extent are you a narcissist? I think it's how much you let it take over because right. i feel like because you know we we even see this like in the scene is like sometimes there's going to be someone that has like a, a, a wave of momentum where all of a yeah, sudden they they're a, getting they a shit ton of spots they're you know they're doing well their yeah. their act has gotten great there's sometimes they let that get to their head a lot mm-hmm. and then they start big timing everyone and then it's just like okay i don't want to really be around you anymore yeah and then it starts to like slow down again because the momentum is going to cheese and then they're like hey guys what's up and we're like okay Welcome back. Cool. Welcome back to Earth. Yeah, thank you. Thank you. It's great to see you. Happy you're back. Um, but definitely not everyone uh, does that. But yeah, there's been a few where you're just like, okay, come on, dude. We're, we're still open micers in Salt Lake City, Utah. Yeah. In, like, like, there's okay. only so much renown you this can is, get. This is tier three in terms of like, in terms of scenes for like comedy. Would I think. would say, I would give it a two. Two or, yeah, I, well. Like, I, I'm not, I will I, say, I have no like, to argue with it. I just have the sense of, like, like Austin, L.A., and New York would be, like, tier ones in my mind. Yeah. Just because those are, like, where there's, like, hard scenes. No, and then, well, that's, because, that's the place with the Las most Vegas, opportunity, for Las sure. Vegas, in my mind, would be the tier two because it's bigger than Absolutely not. No. Really? Absolutely not, dude. I, I've done shows in Vegas, and don't get me wrong, the shows can be fun, but I the, the scene isn't, it's very disjointed from Compared what I've to, seen. Because 
So in your mind, the Salt Lake scene is much more cohesive, and at least on... Like, I think it's more cohesive, page. and I think just since there's limited opportunities, which yeah. is essentially you have to go through Wise Guys or start a bar show at the yeah. Ha Ha, like it's at yeah. Big Willie's or something yeah, like yeah, that, yeah. Um, the the ceiling is... Um, it's harder to break through that ceiling mm-hmm. um, because there's only a limited number amount of spots that you can get at Wise Guys, but it means that every comic needs to be fucking awesome just to get a weekend spot. Yeah. You know, I mean, every once in a while you'll see well, someone that you're like, wait, they got on? Well, but, that, like, for the most what... part, like, everyone in Salt Lake's pretty solid. Like, I feel like the ratio between funny comics and unfunny comics is really good in Salt Lake. I would actually want to agree with that because I, uh, I uh, I obviously came from the Orlando scene, or at least like, very little of the Orlando scene. Um, I went to a few open mics, but yeah, I I'm aware of like two things about like Orlando and Florida culture. One, uh, it's a transitory state. A lot of people are th- a lot of people that either grow up there want to leave it because mm-hmm. it's been boring most of their life. Yeah, and a lot of other people that are basically there for college, like UCF, um, USF, Miami, or whatnot, they're there mm-hmm. just for college, and then they're going back home. Or they're yep. going somewhere else, and so when when there's sort of that stigma around like Florida that it's like where comedy goes to die, I'm also aware that I'm going back and doing uphill thing. But the the lack of cohesiveness or community that at least I could spot while I was there, and the la- and the and the and the spread of talent, because that's what I really liked about the about the Salt Lake scene when I first got here was just like kind of looking around. Yeah, and it's like you know December 2021 maybe or something like that. Um, mm. Well, you've been doing comedy that long? No. Okay. It's more of I had I I was off and on like once every few months because okay. I, I had a mental block. And, I mean, yeah, it happens and, to the best of us. Yeah, I mean, yeah. I'm I've I've gone through my own. Yeah, so I couldn't even like really say I really got started until about two months ago when around you and I like met. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, that's when I figured out my mental block of needing to just socialize like we were doing last night. Yeah, and then no, that, the hang is honestly the most important. I feel like well, not the most important, but yeah. it's very uh, it's very nice. It's yeah. it's one of my favorite aspects of the. Comedy. But my thing when I went to like a Wednesday night for like just kind of an open mic showcase is kind of what Wednesday night at Wise Guys here in Salt Lake is the amount Used to of be, for sure. Yeah, it, it, it the Rickles Room is now the new showcase. Is yeah, that what you're saying. Yeah, yeah, no, I I think I don't think they're even doing Sunday specials anymore. I think everything's going through the Rickles Room. It's a fun room. I really. I haven't uh, been in it yet, but you haven't but, even been in it. Not yet. Gotta check it out. The, the only point I want to finish off before okay, we jump sorry. elsewhere was just <laughs> was just like the amount of good comics on like a sign up open open mic on a Wednesday. I was like, this is actually remarkably good and even better than what I was getting at the Improv at Orlando or at the other bar. Mm-hmm. Like the very the few open mics that I was able to track down. No, honestly, Wise Guys is one of the most uh, one of the best clubs mm-hmm. in honestly the world at this point like Mm -hmm. there if you listen to a lot of other comics uh, talk about wise guys it is pretty rare that you hear anything somewhat negative no tony was saying that like one of the recent episodes of kill tony about yeah wise guys oh yeah during scott's yeah scott's uh, that was a fucking hilarious show pointed like i'm I'm obvious i bear i scott doesn't even know i exist really but yeah as a fan of him for like the past two years because oh, um, cool. I saw him and Sam Dantano like at the same time with. Uh, oh the, yeah, you saw their like, uh, TikTok like, thing. Their TikTok stuff, their Instagram stuff, but also just kind of realizing that like Scott was uh, friends with Sam, and they were, and Scott was also friends with. I keep forgetting the other guy's name, um, who has a wife and kid now. Um, uh, that, there's a lot of comics. I know, I know it's down. not helping. Gabe. Gabe, yeah, Gabe Olson. Oh, I don't think they're they're not married. Oh, with his uh, baby mom or whatnot? Yeah, no, yeah. yeah, with his girlfriend. But in any case, regardless of all that, but I remember just seeing that trio and then seeing Scott make it all the way to Austin. I was like, I'm, I'm the one, I, I don't know who else is. I was like, Dude, I expected, that was a I, crazy wave. I did, 
he's hilarious scott or but yeah no scott i mean yeah. honestly all, all three of them gabe's really fucking hilarious and uh sam dantano is one of the smartest comics that i know yeah he, he is one of my favorites to watch he was actually the first comic i ever met nice so i was at the uh coffee shop in riverton mm-hmm. and they did an open mic there yeah i um, mean it was really popular like packed nice um and uh, Sam and Nicholas Don Smith go up, and I had never done comedy. I've never, I, bear, I the only comedy that I've even seen live is like Brian Regan because I'm a Mormon guy. Yeah. Um, and I remember like seeing Sam, and he he had a he had a he had a funny set. And then Nicholas Don Smith went up and had a really funny set. So I was already seeing like pretty high quality comedy. Yeah. But like it wasn't necessarily the room for it. Like yeah. that was a really rough mic for comedy. They didn't like him. Mm-hmm. Um, but I remember going outside, and uh, uh, Sam Dantano smoking his cigarette. And I was like, hey, man, like, I, w- I want to start doing comedy. Like, I think this would be really cool. Mm-hmm. Um, and, like, is there any other open mics what that I, I could go to? That there's some sort of, like, hey, Sam, hey, like that high-pitched little kid. Oh, thing. yeah, of course. I mean, Wait, my was balls. Your, was, your, was your voice, like, this deep at the same time? Like, hey, man, my, I'm really into My balls dropped when I was 12. Like, I, I've, okay. I've sounded like I smoke a pack a day for my entire life. Yeah. Now, I may smoke a pack a day, but we don't need to talk about that. <laughs> um, so you, you went up to Sam and like, hey, I want to get into Yeah, it. I was like, hey, I like, kind of want to get into comedy. And I was very, the reason I had a higher pitch because I it was just so naive and yeah, i was just oh yeah, like no, just like i had dreams and i was yeah, like oh yeah. boy i'm gonna do comedy Dream, and it's gonna optimism. go it's gonna be incredible and it is it's, it's been very kind to me i'm i'm very happy with where i've gone but um i was asking him all these things and like it, it was very clear that i was really excited to talk to him yeah and all of a sudden he just takes a big long drag like a five second drag from a cigarette he's like listen kid <laughs> and I, it was let's <laughs> just see that's Sam Dantuano <laughs> oh, have a hard oh rip God. and then rip yeah. into you listen kid this is what it's like and it was very like just like angry uh, angry detective in New York uh-huh. in the 80s you know this like grizzled that needs his last case and this guy's like 22 yeah. You know, at that time, it was essentially, well, that's Did how old I am now. Because it sounds like it's a bit. It sounds like it was No, this bit. is this genuinely happened. Like, uh-huh. yeah, and like, Nicholas was like nearby as well. But no, this isn't a bit. This is just a, this is just a Sam's story. Sam's pulling out the cynicism just out the gate for you. <laughs> yeah, he was very uh, bohemian and very uh, cynical back then. Uh-huh. He's, he, he's turned more into the golden retriever now. Since energy. The, yeah, energy since I've seen him. And uh, I, I love, I love that man's vibe. He looks like the uh, Atlantis character. Yes, Milo, Milo Dude, Thatch. Yeah, can get it honestly. Oh no, he's the he's he's like he's a very handsome individual. He's, he's you know, he's if I was I was because while I was at the open mic last night, I just think of things and write them down. Is please don't tell me that broke. No, thank God. We just got those as gifts from our bartender at Texas Roadhouse last Thursday. No, Wait, what? I, did, I was at in Texas Roadhouse. Yeah, yeah, we were, we've gone there for like probably oh, a year. So straight. you're regulars at the Texas Roadhouse? Yes, sir. Yes, sir. What? Well, well, okay. It's Why a good time. our our bartender Janae is fantastic. Okay, so you you go for the you go for the vibe. I just like met just being a regular at Texas Roadhouse. That's like being a regular at Chili's. Agreed. You could you could. The thing is that yeah. like, uh, wife loves the 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 buns. Good buns. Bread. We love the buns. Speak of the dog. The buns are good. Wife loves the bread and love the honey the bread. butter, and I'm and they do pretty okay for steaks. And I like yeah, beans. yeah. It's weird that you you walk in and you just see a bunch of animal carcasses, and you're just like, "All right, this is the type of vibe that we're going for." Have you for. actually been in a hunting cabin where someone has like their trophies all over the wall or anything? Yeah, that's that's interesting. That's, that's actually it. interesting, but they're fake ones at Texas Roadhouse. Just Are not there? Vibe. 
Yeah, it's, it's not the vibe. I, I appreciate the sound so fucking pretentious, but like the authenticity. Like I, I hate That's the that actually hunted and yeah, you know, it's just weird. Like when you're in like Utah and something is very clearly meant to look like a a, a chicken it's shack meant, in Louisiana. Like it's, it's meant to look like a thing. It's not the actual thing. Absolutely, yeah. Like there's a there's an African spot. Um, and I think it's called like Zulu something, mm -hmm. but me and my friend, um, me and my friend were like, yeah, let's, let's get food. We're, we're tired of, you know, getting pizza all the time. So like, let's look up like just like a random cuisine. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And so we, we, we happen upon this place and we walk in and it was legitimately like, it felt like we were in vessel kitchen right. or like a, just like a weird Chipotle type situation. Okay. And they had burgers on the menu. They nice. had chicken sandwiches on the menu nice. and like one genuine African dish. And I'm like, this is not what we were expecting by no, any stretch. It's very American. And then they had like the, the African music going. And I'm just like, this feels so wrong on so many Did levels. Did they actually have like Africans, like like African immigrants like working there? Whitest people I've ever met in my Son life. Of a bitch. Whitest people I've ever met. Yeah, no. Like just Sandy was working there. <laughs> Jessica. But no, I, and then I look over and it was just a story about like how this guy went on a mission to Africa and he was like, I fell in love with the cuisine. And so I wanted to bring it back. And I'm like, oh my God, you this is, it's dish. modern day colonialism. Well, it's modern day trying to pull something over, but not being able to capture the full spirit of it. Well, I'm talking about in terms of like pure missionaries. Um, oh, yeah, missionaries yeah. is just modern day colonialism, but yeah, no, it is. It's just like, let me take the one thing that i like about your very nuanced and yeah. deep rich culture and then you know try to sell chicken tenders i i also i don't think it's actually true but some part of me like thinks or believes that like because i've seen like one little clip where like this white boy just eats like a south african where he just sees like whip and dip with his fingers oh yeah yeah and I, I, and that's like a part of south african cuisine i'm just like yeah you wouldn't you have to explain it to anyone that's not from there and how like what kind of finger food this is because like we're used to finger foods like with wings or chicken tenders fries or whatnot burgers are a finger food technically because yeah. you're not using a utensil but if you're going to bring back like utensils. any south african or an african dish and they ate like the way that sort of that kid sort of elicits <laughs> they're not, just not prepared to like dip something yeah here i'm just imagining like here, going to a restaurant to... and you have to like watch an instructional video on how to eat it to where, I mean, like before you get your food, you have to like scan the QR code. I think the instructions on the napkins. On the napkins? Yeah, if they have the instructions on the napkins, like a little Pictionary, you know, a little book. <laughs> like, yeah, <laughs> let's play. Let's play Hangman, and if you Two guess it correctly, you Two can eat the food. And then, and then in your mouth. <laughs> nice. I mean, we already do, they already have instructions on the chopstick paper that's holding the chopsticks at Asian restaurants. Like, we're already there. Yeah, that's true. I, like, I could see that. Like, I just if you want to have people to like take take on your culture, it does have yeah. to come with lessons. Dude, I you know I love that a uh, Gaffigan bit where he's just like, I don't. It's it's annoying when they just give the chopsticks and they don't give the fork because you just like, have you, to like well, ask. You know, hey, you know how white I am. I'm too white. <laughs> Sorry. Could you please bring me? I remember I said that uh, to a Panda Express worker when I was 12 years old because uh -huh. I just listened to that bit. So yeah, I was yeah, like, yeah, yeah. I was just trying to like. Beyond the Pale was goaded. Uh, it was right? a, that was a great special. Yeah. Um, really fucking funny guy. Um, he's one of those guys where I'm just like, yeah, I don't think you need to be dirty. Like, there's some comics no. that are clean that are, like, genuinely, no, no, he they write like clean, yeah. they are clean. Like, they could say fuck here and there, but it's not like it's not they are changing the way that they see comedy no. to be clean. Which, I, I appreciate that. I, I It's it's so heartbreaking to see, like, some comics that have some, like, just, re like, darker or edgier tones. Uh -huh. And, like, they just, they're not that type of person trying to do clean. Like you're talking more open micers. Or? Yeah, open micers. Yeah. Um, 
Yeah, no one that's like a clean com like basically all the um, well known and famous clean comics, mm -hmm. they've always been clean and they've always wanted to be clean and they yeah. they write clean. Like they're just that type of person. Yeah. But like it's just sad like imagine like if Nick Lucero was just like, Yo, I'm gonna be a clean comic now. Mm -hmm. Like that's just not Nick no, Lucero. It's, it's, yeah. No, it's, him and Chuck go clean for an eye we're all checking to see if they're like an alien and has taken over their body or something, you know. Dude, Chuck's actually doing pretty well with clean because I don't know. It well, kind of depends on what you're talking mind, about. Chuck, Queen. Chuck just has good, good bits, good comedy. It's just, and he doesn't need the curse words to to force the laugh. Like that's that's some of the things that you see in early open in early open mics or early open micers yeah. is that is that they just feel the need to like talk about like sexual stuff or make dick jokes or say the say fuck way too often or way too much or try to drop. Yeah, hard they also words. like, and they're just not trying to like be funny or even just be genuine on the mic. You know? Well, that's honestly the hardest part, like learning how to be genuine on stage yeah. and authentic. Because, like, honestly, I'm not even there yet, but like, I'm it's it's getting there, and I feel like yeah. it's gonna take a while to get there for a lot of people, unless if they've been on stage their entire life doing this. Yeah, you know, um, that's actually where, like, I'm because I'm thinking back to like what my very beginner energy is for being on stage and how in control I feel. Versus like seeing you having doing more hosting, like you host the Alliance Theater here in Salt Lake and yeah, so on. It's a fun show, and. On Monday nights for everyone. Uh, Seven thirty. Easy plug. Uh, easy plug. <laughs> Free parking. Yeah, dude. Don't get me fucking started on that, Mike. That's gonna take up the entire podcast. No, we're talking about that. But but uh, but then I see like um, I think it was Andre Herrera was one of the last two comics last night at the uh, Shades Brewing open mic. Oh yeah. Yeah, and him just being on there and just fucking with David, like it, Andre's ability to like hold that room at least last night, and I've, and yeah. I've seen it wise guys. He just is perfectly comfortable up on stage. Yeah, no, and Andreas has been killing it recently. Um, yeah, no, he, I've he, seen too many he got of his open style. mics just bomb, so I haven't seen any of his good stuff in like a show or anything. So. <laughs> like, I'm be not careful totally. what you say on this shit. Um, but yeah, with I, I respect the hell out of Andreas because he goes into those like he doesn't discriminate on mics. I feel like he'll he'll go to the Alliance, he'll go to the greenhouses. He hasn't gone to the greenhouses for a bit, but. Like, he'll go to those, like, weirder open mics, or at least he yeah. used to, um, yeah. and just to try it out with different rooms. Because there's so many people that, like, just do Wise Guys, and so they get to the Wise Guys crowd, and then they go to a place like Greenhouse or Alliance, and it's a very different And they're not, they're not flexible yeah. enough to pull yeah. the same bit. Yeah, and, well, and it's just like it. when you go into a comedy uh a comedy club you're just like oh yeah this is where funny people are i yeah. will probably laugh yeah i'm excited to be here there's going to be alcohol involved it is a situation that is primed for comedy yeah you know? more forgiving basically Abs yeah absolutely um but then when you go to like greenhouse or alliance it's like they're not there to see comedy they're there to perform or they're there because they really like the people or yeah. they want to watch the or other people perform art, you know yeah and yeah. they're here for local art and kind of all us experiencing people you know intimate and absolutely their souls out even if the music's bad like they're they're there for people to to try to do their best and be genuine with their yeah. art like it's like bad or hey, ugly is here's a piece local. of my soul yeah you know and yeah. it's it's just a very uh honest experience yeah and when, when comedy comes into that there's a certain amount of lying that you're doing on stage and a yeah. certain amount of embellishment now, granted, musicians do the same thing, but sometimes, like, if you're not completely genuine, that crowd is not going to be there for it. Yeah, and, yeah. Like, they want to laugh, but they're not going to do the pity laugh. They're not that type of, art of no, audience, which anything, I love. Up, if I anything, love so much. Well, if anything, it feels like they have they have a higher demand on you as a performer. It's almost like, okay, like, stand-up is an art form, but you better deliver this, yeah. like, right here, right now. Yeah, take it as seriously as we're taking what we're doing, yeah, you know? Yeah, yeah. 
but yeah and the fact just it's it's a very similar audience every single night like mm -hmm. we probably get 50 percent regulars then 50 percent people that are just coming in for their first time or you know come every once in a while at alliance or at alliance yeah. yeah so like if you're not like writing new stuff too like you yeah it, it's not going to go over well because the second the second time you're a punchline it is usually not as funny yeah. unless if like it is just masterfully done and you're just watching it because you love the performance like not necessarily the joke the bit that actually yeah. sends it into the stratosphere absolutely like yeah. steve martin has a a lot of those where like i i'll listen to his albums and i'll laugh every single time still and yeah. i've heard the you know a million yeah. times i love the uh I, I love his uh, bit. I can't remember what uh, album it's on, but it's just like someone's just like, I love you. He's like, let's screw then. <laughs> and he's like, motherfucker. <laughs> and it was just so funny because like he just like goes like screw, says the most vanilla thing. And it's very just and like then... naive that he's just like, motherfucker. It's <laughs> I, I cry laughing. Yeah, that it's is so powerful. It's so fucking great. Yeah. Uh, yeah. No, I, I I was uh, rewatching the end of um, the cell saga for Dragon Ball Z Abridged, if you know what that is. Dragon Ball, I know what Dragon, Dragon Ball Z is. I'm not a huge anime guy. You're good. You're I've good. I've tried to. I don't have enough time to get into it. I know I would probably like it. And well, I've heard good things. It's just it's weird when a 12 year old has massive tits. I can get behind that. I how that how weird that is. Okay, that you, I'm glad you saved that. I'm glad you saved that. We almost just got taken off YouTube, my guy. Shoemaker about to kick in my door. <laughs> Welcome. You're on the newly pad game. Answer three out of five questions correctly, and you won't go to jail. We could call the cops on them every time. Yeah, dude, I helped them film one of those, and that was crazy. I bet. Yeah, I bet. that was. Uh, that's. I I don't I don't regret going at all, but it. It's an experience, I imagine. Yeah, it's very... it's it's a it's a core memory at this point. Oh yeah, yeah, because that night uh, we we filmed two videos and we also got kicked out of the Bewilder open mic, uh -huh. um, and they did that on Tuesday after Wise Guys, mm -hmm. um, before Oh Shucks was a thing, right? And uh, <laughs> uh, this one comic, I won't name him, although we probably know who we're talking about, uh, just got super fucking drunk and then just had a great time. And like they put the microphone into the speaker, and they were just belligerent, oh having a grand old time. Then they go into the employee-only section, and tried to jump off, you know, to get into the parking lot because it's like it's essentially like an old loading dock, right? You know, because that's what a brewery is nowadays. Yeah. It's just like an old industrial space, being like, "Hey, we're hip and cool." Yeah, like that's essentially what it is at this point, um, except with more man, man buns involved. But yeah, that was a that was a fun time. So we go there, we get kicked out and uh -huh. banned. And then we go back and film another <laughs> video, and I'm like, "This we are degenerates. We are the worst of the but worst in the best the way possible." Work, man. You're, you're Honestly, yeah. I mean, uh, guy died because of it, so we're all good. Did you hear about Do that? We count one? that as a win. Or? Yeah, no, it's it's. I'm not <laughs> gonna get a teardrop. Like like... Yeah, I'm not gonna get a teardrop tattoo on my asshole by any stretch, but. Mm. Would you need to stretch it just so it doesn't actually wrinkle on itself, or does it? Yeah, I kind of like the wrinkling though, because then if you fart, it kind of looks like it's exploding a little bit. It's in the bonus <laughs> footage of this interview with this photo. Yeah, this is this oh, is the shit that we cut out. Where, where were we at before the the uh, uh, shoot? Colin, it's it's Colin Shoemaker. What's his first name again? Schumacher. Yeah. Schumacher. Yeah. Yeah. Honestly, I, no I get names wrong so much. Like it's just with the. Uh, alliance just like talking to a lot of people all yeah. night and like having good conversations where like i'm yeah. enjoying it but i i don't remember names until I'm, i've met you for three people i feel bad about it 
Well, like I there love, were people I last, that I love last night where like we saw each other and I think because of like this podcast, you're like, I need to remember his name. I need to remember his name. I need oh, I knew name. your name. I knew yeah. your name. Like, Mr. Solomon. I was like, he's got the last name Mr. down. Solomon. <laughs> no, I, sometimes I like to name. feel okay. Sometimes I like to feel like an old uh, oil prospector. Right. Like, the, with the way I talk. So, like, yeah. Mr. Solomon, great to see you. Yes. No, like I, an old I, like I, North uh, New Atlantic accents. I, I you know, love a good Gatsby every once in a while. I had a guy that basically like canceled for a recording. Um, and there's a whole group of people, so I had to send out like the group chat, like. But it says like, um, Derek is uh, is with a scheduling conflict or something like that. Like he is yeah. with a scheduling conflict. I, yeah. I don't know what part of English or what what decade that is, but it's like he is with child or he is with a scheduling <laughs> conflict. That's how I wrote it. Just, That's what I yeah, yeah. like. It's crazy. I've, I just changed a few words and all. It of just stuff makes me funny, happy yeah. that these guys I I work with for the 3DMs D and D improv show that I run oh. are just very pro- That's cool. Yeah, I uh, know that they're prepared for like my weird ways of talking. That's that's why I was confused when you asked me on your podcast because like we don't know each other all that well. Like we've no, had a few no, conversations, no. which I, I'm, I'm, and it's always been an enjoyable one by any stretch. Yeah, good but to hear. um, I, I I appreciate you asking me. Oh yeah, well that's where like to I guess explain it so you're very clear of it. Um, J- the Jailhouse Parlor podcast, which is what we're on right now, okay, is my original one on one, like my my Joe Rogan that everyone like tries to do. Where's your Jamie? We need a Jamie. I. She's in the next room. She just doesn't want to learn any of this shit. <laughs> Pull that up. All right, we might get a text in twenty minutes with a link. Oh, that's she, not correct. she she'd call she'd call me a, she'd call me a gaslighter or whatever. Like that's actually I forget if it was her, but like her, my wife and our friends online. Whenever I sneeze, they just say gaslighter. <laughs> I don't get bless you's. I don't get consumed so I just get called a gaslighter. Hey, you're a white man. Got to get it together. Got to even out the balance. At, feel worse about yourself. Yeah. But yeah, the other things that I do is just D&D campaigns, and then I, because I loved improv, uh, I did a few classes of improv back in Orlando. Oh, yeah? I, I used wanted, to teach it, actually. Nice. Um, I wanted to figure out a way to do, or I always thought about figuring out how to get like D&D on a stage and have it well-dramatized, even though because it's so, so slow-paced with mm-hmm. like the dice rolls and everything, I was like, how do you speed that up? And what I think I found, because I finally just, I finally realized like I could do it online, and it's it's doable, yeah. but the the simple premise for three DMs and a tale is that I've gathered a bunch of dungeon masters, so people with experience that yeah. can either help tell the story or just be a player. A D four, a four sided die decides who of the four are going to be the head dun- dungeon master mm, for okay. the next for the story that we're going to do on the day. And usually we have like two hour recording sessions. Yeah, and then they have to provide a genre and a theme. And start opening the world and providing details for the world or the environment, if it's fantasy, if it's sci-fi or whatnot. And then they start calling in the three, and I'm a player usually right now, they start calling in the players to introduce their characters and start providing like motivations, descriptions, and things like that. So we're like, we are pretty deep into season two right now, but it is incre- has been incredibly fun. That's that's honestly cool. I mean, um, at the have you ever been to the Mark of the Beast, Joe? No, um, but I, I know Nami does has shows down there. Yeah, they do uh, improv. Yeah. Uh, they do improv every uh, Saturday from two to four. Mm-hmm. Um, well, the reason I t- I tell that is uh, Aaron Orlovitz, who's a comic. I don't know if you've met him. No, and Nicholas Don Smith. Okay, and they're uh, guys that have been in the scene for a while. They're not as present as they used to be, but they used Are to they actually the host. And then the comedy scene comedy. Or? They're they're stand up comics. Nicholas yeah. Don Smith is one of the funniest motherfuckers I've ever seen. Like right. he is great. Um, nice. And Aaron Orlovitz, he's just like the slow cadence. Um, he essentially talks like himself, kinda how like he normally um, does. Kind of like how Juan or Josh are, basically. 
Juan's um, guy's actual name, the uh, the long haired Mexican guy, he had the jazz uh, hat on last. Oh night. yeah, yeah, yeah. Because yeah. him and him and Josh are very slow cadence personalities, yeah. and it just provides this this like either goofy dryness to Juan stuff, yeah, or just this awkward like interesting tension that Josh provides with his comedy. <laughs> yeah, it's almost like an awkward. You're just like, what's going on? What's about to happen? <laughs> yeah. It's Zach Galifianakis's uh, kind of like yeah, kind without of, a piano. Honestly, he posted a he he told a joke last night um, on uh, just he posted it on Facebook or Twitter uh-huh. or one of those things, and it pissed me off so much that I just comment Joshua. <laughs> I, I just did that. I was like, bro, what are you doing? Like, I, I feel like his what jokes are great. About the post. The thing is, it's just okay. So it's kind of like uh, puns or like the wordplay thing. Yeah, I yeah, feel yeah. like with those types of jokes, if you get angry, uh-huh. that's a good sign that it was a good pun. Yeah. It was a good sign of yes, those like types yes. of wordplay jokes. Yes. So like it was a, you had it was a you, sign you of respect. Fake, you had your fake yeah. anger ready. You're just yeah, ready to full just name like, him. Just yeah. Joshua Bartholomew Kravitz the third. Yeah. What are you I doing? I feel like a dad getting mad at his son. He's just like, stop it. But like, <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, that was like a that was me trying to show a sign of respect. Like, oh, hey, yeah, no. that was a great job. But also at the same time, fuck I hate you. your guts. Yeah, <laughs> like um, that's that's me and my wife's relationship because she loves pun punny shit. Yep. She's got the person that's like, yeah, I got up this morning and uh, I'm doing a new exercise routine. So this morning I did, um, I did uh, diddly squats. She is that she 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 can go on a pun roll and uh, she'll 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 make you kill yourself by the end of the end of the day. Yeah, no, I, I'm pretty sure if I was dating a girl and all of a sudden she just started like punning it up, I I I think that would be a big enough red flag where I just couldn't do it. Like I love a good pun every now and again, yeah, but yeah. like they do genuinely. I, it's like, piss I need me you off. to just I need you to nine eleven my brain once a year. Oh man, nine eleven your brain. <laughs> <laughs> that's 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 a take you, know, you had when for sure. Delivery, especially when they mean a pun, they are just going in to be <laughs> reprimanded. They're there for self destruction. Yeah, mutually assured. Oh yeah, okay, thing. I can see that. You know what I'm saying? No one delivers a pun on. Yeah. Purpose. A pun is a suicide. It's a suicide bomber. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. 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 <laughs> Just like fuck you guys. <laughs> Insert pun. Insert play on fucking words. Oh right? my god. Oh god. Mm. Um. But yeah, that's the easy explanation I've got for you. So if, uh, yeah, well, they used to actually. Uh, the reason why I was talking about like Aaron Orlovitz. Yeah. Um, I bet I'd recognize him because I'm sure you I've would. Got to have at least seen most of the comics at least once at this point. You've probably seen Nicholas Don. Aaron doesn't come around as much. He's just been busy. Um, mm-hmm. But I think he's going to start coming back pretty soon. But I'm trying to remember this guy who always looked like a, a big trucker, Ash Ketchum. And he has a trucking company, I think, here in town. Um, he That's one of the... I have no idea. Yeah. I have no idea. That's the thing. Like I, I feel bad because I don't remember people. Like yeah. I, was at a, I was at Kilby Court for a show that uh, my buddy was producing. Mm-hmm. And... Um, there was this person and, you know, th- there was just like this girl and she was really nice. And mm-hmm. I was just like, oh, well, this person is surprisingly nice for someone that I just barely met. Yeah. She's like, it's good to see you. I'm like, oh, thank you. You too. And like, she was like, do you want to go for a walk? And I'm like, yeah, of course. Let's go for a walk. Yeah. And so we're smoking. We're having a good time. And she's like, well, I was just thinking about our conversation the other day. And I'm like, oh, shit. This is a person that I've had like this is my conversations with. with this person, yeah, this least. is this could be the second. It could also be the fourth. 
like I, I don't know. Mm-hmm. And so like slowly but surely I'm kind of trying to like pick out, like just trying to like reactivate the conversation. Right. And then like I, I still don't remember their name. And granted, like I, I feel like I could play it off well just because it happens so often. Like you have enough charisma muscles for a social charisma muscles to yeah. like to play it out. More just bullshit. Like I wouldn't even say that's charisma. That's just the like the just... difference between bravery and like getting over your fear is just like what is it? There's a line where it's like pretending to be brave and being brave are the same thing. Yeah, the whole fake it till you make it. That yeah, bullshit. yeah, yeah, yeah. You know. Yeah, yeah no, I, I think it's also how'd you like that? It was honestly pretty good. Yeah, pretty good. Yeah, no, I didn't. I didn't taste any of the booze. Well, granted, it was schnapps or it was a liqueur. Yeah, so liqueur, it's be like low percentage. And I see. Oh, great! Love a good hangover. Love a good. Hey, you getting hair of the dog right now? If you think oh, yeah, it. that's true. That's true. We're. So, yeah, I always feel bad. Every time I do a podcast, I'm either hungover or high or just feel like shit. I haven't felt like you've been lacking today, so. Well, I appreciate you know, that. You know, I do. The coin toss went yeah. well today. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, no, I, I feel like I'm just constantly doing the feeling like shit. I, I don't know. I'm a hypochondriac. I feel like a lot of uh, a lot of comics are hypochondriacs just because they're afraid that their bad habits are going to catch up to them because right. we all have them. Yeah. Like, yeah. Um, and. So, yeah, like, I, I, I moved in with uh, Aaron Orlovitz, the guy I was talking okay, about. Yeah. Oh, what I was going to say about this, see, fucking ADHD. Um, he d- he They used to do a show at Mark of the Bistro where yeah, yeah, they yeah, the would do, spot, yeah. they would, yeah, they would, well, it was improv, but it was also, D- well, it was stand-up and then D&D. They, so like, all they do the a live comics, D&D show or yeah, something Yeah, then like they that? do a live D&D show for the last, like, hour. So the first half hour is comedy, and then all the comics go and play D&D on stage. Yeah, they apparently they used to do it a couple of years ago. So like it's possible. That's what I was trying to I, point out to you. I actually almost want to talk to him because I like we're packing to like move, but part of me is like I could I could if they have the like I I have I have local um guys that have been local cast members that I recruited from down at the Wee Geek Tavern, the Wee Geek Together Tavern Tavern down in the, the town. What? The, the Wee Geek Together Tavern down in the Provo Town Center. How does it smell in there? Oh, it's fine. It's fine. Yeah. Use the deodorant. Is yeah. the deodorant okay? Just making yeah, no, sure. It's good. It's good. I went into a car, like trading card store a couple of days ago, and it just was bo. And I'm like, this no, is Andrew. Andrew and his brother, and they keep it pretty tight and clean. They have, That's they good. have a really got to awesome keep the hygiene hygiene up. Yeah, I mean those. Uh, I can't imagine what it smells like in those Japanese internet cafes because oh, there's people that fucking sleep. There. Oh, it could get bad. Yeah, no, get I'm bad. sure. I'm but sure. yeah, no. Now I'm just like, I might want to have you introduce me to Aaron Orlovitz because if I could get like one live show attempt with my local dude, I can members. barely, can, I can barely introduce myself to Aaron Orlovitz. That man is a. Uh, All right, then I'll just like, hey, Spencer hermit. met me. <laughs> he says you're a cool guy. No, he's he's he great. He's a he's a solid dude. Yeah, because you Absolutely. remember people's names after two meetings. It takes him ten meetings. <laughs> like... Yeah, four to five. <laughs> <laughs> well, that's the thing. It's just like, I don't know. It's just like when you're. Granted, I host an open mic, so like this is you're really used to not just like through bodies. And yeah, that you're never gonna see again. And like, I'm not, I'm not saying that like I'm coming from a place of authority because it's a fucking open mic. But no, like, speaking from logistics, it's just yeah, like you're you're talking to people, and a lot of them need something, and a lot of them want something because they either want a spot, they want to go up earlier, yeah. or someone was offended at a joke someone told. Yeah, and yeah, yeah. Someone needs to. It's there's you just get standard what, host cynicism in a way. Y- you do, but it's also kind of you just like fit into the role and you're playing that character for a bit and yeah. like i could just kind of do it 
easily now, so like I'm not really, pr- I don't have to be present when I'm doing it. Yeah. So I could kind of just be, you know, saying the lines, kind of like what I was talking about with the uh, LDS church when I was yeah. in the church. Yeah. Yeah, you because you were the guy that actually like tried to help, like yeah, no, like people would come to me with their, with, like, their faith like the... issues or their faith challenges, and you had you knew the booklet to cite the lines, mm-hmm. and then it's like, wait, I'm about to do a two year mission, and let me look into this. Yeah, and so like. <laughs> Yeah, so, like, I don't know. I didn't want to be a door-to-door salesman for Jesus because yeah. I didn't know how I, – I just wanted to believe the product that I was selling. Exactly. You know? And yeah. it was actually serious now because, like, that's a two-year commitment, yeah. you know, where you have to, you know, shower with a dude every day. And I didn't know if I wanted to take that in. So, Is that true? You're, like, I'm buying all that right now. Is that are true? you? No. Um, <laughs> so, here's the thing. I don't I, know any better. <laughs> You can oh, lie yeah, to no, you're, you're not a whole lot in that world. No, okay. no, I've been in so, Utah for three years. I'm, I'm aware of, I'm aware piece by piece of like LDS yeah. stuff or like two-year missions and okay. stuff like that. Yeah, so but, when you hit 18, mm-hmm. uh, all the men are expected to go on an LDS mission, yes. which essentially being door-to-door salesman for Jesus. Yeah. Um, but it's all a very limited life. You're essentially like Buddhist monks. Yeah. Um, but like without any of the cool parts of it. So you have to be with it's your companion like constantly. So. Yeah, you have to be with your companion constantly. Like yeah. you can't be alone unless you go into the bathroom if you're right. on a phone the companion has to be with you you are yeah. spending all day with this person right so if you hate him you fucking hate him okay i thought i was gonna burp um but yeah no if um so you just have to spend all day with these people essentially going door to door or yeah. you know giving talks and essentially trying to bring people closer to christ and you have to pay to do it. Right. So you're essentially paying them to be in indentured servitude. And then, like, it's like a sales thing. Like, you're like, oh, you've only had five baptisms this yeah. month. Why? Why? You know? Yeah, it's like, there's a quota, like, in place. Absolutely. Because it's also, I was, because I, I talked to one guy that I work with who did, was obviously a part of, like, but he, but there's like a, there's like a head person in charge of, like, there's an adult. Yeah, the mission like, president. Yeah, yeah, the pre- I guess the president of your of your area. Like they are the adult for like this group of you mm-hmm. know LDS missionaries or whatnot. And so are they all? Are they a part of that like quota checking? You know? Yeah, to to a certain extent. Now, granted, I'm not. I wasn't in a mission, so I know everything secondhand. So yeah, I yeah. can't like. The, I'm not telling you this is the absolute the truth good news of it. You know better than me right now. So. Yeah, no, for sure. <laughs> I, I know a little bit more, but like honestly, it's not that much. Um, yeah. but so yeah, the mission presidents they're essentially just there to make sure that no one's fucking. Right, you know, and making sure that like everything's kind of just going according to plan, because like right. that is a real thing that happens. Like the church has multiple apartments in downtown Salt Lake for when sister missionaries get pregnant, and they will stay there throughout their entire mission, give the baby, give it up for adoption, and go right back out. That's a lot. That's it's, a lot. To no, it is right so. There. No, it is an. Inc- it's it's hard for me to talk about the church just because like there's a lot of humor in it, but I'm still like it's it's too you can't close you can't make it. it funny yet. Yeah, I'm not there yet. So like I I feel like what a lot of uh, comics run into, especially at the beginning, is they like watch Richard Pryor, they watch George Carlin, they watch Chappelle, yeah, or Rogan, or or just like really dark guys like Jessel Nick. Or they're talking about like social issues. Talk about things. social issues, yeah. darker material, yeah. and just like when you talk about those, like you are just two miles up on a tightrope when if you're talking about donuts like gaff again you are like two feet up because yeah. if you fall two feet up you're just oh he's just it's not whatever. funny yeah it's but whatever. if you're two miles up talking about you know transgender people major you are two miles up you're gonna die and everyone hates you and so yeah. it's just like some comics choose like a level 10 comedy bit for a level when they have a level one skill set like there are bits that i that is like one of your tell. like 
one of your one of your tenets it feels like in terms of something like you really believe in because i've heard you mention that at other open mics when people are trying to like go highbrow topics yeah. and yeah. but but they try to make it funny but they yeah. end up explaining more than even doing setup and punch well the thing that kills me when they do that is like they say like you can laugh like they they they're constantly give permission to yeah laugh. and they're like we want to like yeah. we're we're trying to you're not yeah. doing it you don't have the skill set to do it yeah and now here's the thing like i don't I don't want to be that guy that's just like, oh, this is how comedy is and all that stuff, because I just know my own experience of it. Yeah. But I've been saying that a lot just because of the issues we've been having recently. Yeah. yeah. Um, for those that are listening, we uh, my open mic is very similar to another open mic that's not really comedy friendly. Okay. And so, did you? You've got a greenhouse, right? Yeah. 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 So, yeah, like at greenhouse. There's just some comics that were really new, but they yeah. were trying to do the George Carlins, the Richard yeah, yeah, Pryors, yeah, the, and all the this rambling, stuff. The rambling kind of, the monologue kind of. Yeah, but like if something. you listen to Carlin at the beginning or Berbiglia at the beginning or Chappelle, they were doing set up punchline. They were doing bits. I love that you know Mike Berbiglia. Oh, dude, he his, was my first. Yeah, no. Well, he was I, my favorite. Has, Him and his, Pete um, Holmes his, are some of my favorite. Girl, my boyfriend's girlfriend is one of the goaded. Um, one of my like top ten. Absolutely. It's such a, it's one big fantastic story and I love it. I, I love the little divergences he does mm -hmm. and yeah, honestly, if I could uh, have the skill set to do a Mike Birbiglia show, I, I 100% yeah, would yeah. want to do that in saying, my own way. But you're saying about like skill sets and going on. But yeah, it's just like, don't get me wrong, I, just those comics aren't like there yet and you can try to but like it's just a harder road. Like it's better to learn how to just do like set up punchline and just yeah. learn how you're funny yeah. and learning that you're funny than being like, oh, I'm going to speak truth to power with this. Now, granted, yeah. that being said, my act is a lot more speak truth to power. I talk shit on uh, religion. Um, I have that Bud Light bit right yeah. now. Like, I, I'm, I'm not saying that I am completely blameless in this, and I've only been doing it for three years, and that is not that long. And so... I <laughs> I, I keep getting this because um, because you and Chuck kind of started at the same time. Um, yeah, yeah, like, similar. Not too, not too I far. would say uh, he's uh, he's been in the actual club scene longer. So I'm 22, and the, the, you have the, to be 21 to perform. So I really I'm only had about a to, year. The only, the only point of, I'm trying to make here is uh, that is that, and this is part of like what is a motivating factor for like what what helped get this podcast revived. Because I was telling you about this last night. Is that the Jailhouse Parlor in, in a simple idea was like much like just the Joe Rogan experience where it's just, he's interviewing whoever he wants. I mean, yeah, there's and a lot of podcasts. Like, a lot of people try to yeah. do that. My problem, I identify for just how my ego is, is that I couldn't, you should be good. Do you, no, I just said, do you want something? Nah, we're good. Okay. We're good. But like my ego wouldn't let me have that broad of a scope because it was just too big. And it was like, I, can't trust my judgment in a way without feeling yeah. like I'm being an egotist. And so honestly, I, and a so podcast is egotistical. Like it, it is, is a very egotistical. I mean, here's the thing: we're in a very egotistical. Uh, ah, yeah. yeah, we're in a very egotistical one podcast, and also just industry because, yeah. like, comedy itself is you're saying, "Hey, I'm funnier than everyone in this room. We should all listen to me right now." Yeah. Let me take you on this journey, and yeah. when really you have no qualifications to do that, like Louis has a bit about that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like there's, yeah. But anyway, but, continue but, talking about your ego. Three year point because I, I was yeah. realizing I was doing an unnecessary tangent there. No, but I, I mean, but I realized there's if no I, such if, if thing, could, my guy. If I could Be have figured now. out the 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 need for the social element, mm -hmm. I could have been basically like starting as soon as I moved out here when you chuck like a whole like that like that three years ago end of the pandemic kind of generation kind of started mm. up. Um. So part of, that's where part of me with like trying to just 
eventually getting the focus of JHP on like the local comedy scene and and yeah. so on is like I'm kind of making up for relationships and and time that I lost. Okay. Without being without being hard regretful about it. Yeah. Because you and I could you and I could have met two, three years ago when I moved here in December of like twenty twenty one or twenty twenty two twenty twenty basically. That's true, but honestly I feel like because, like, honestly, if Chuck Fury started comedy at 21, mm-hmm. like, I, at, I mean, at I started at 19. basically. Yeah. No, at, no, when he was 21. Yeah, yeah, I don't okay, think he yeah, would okay. be doing as well as he's doing now. Like, sometimes you need to grow up to the point where you actually deserve the stage. Yeah. Like, and uh, that being said, I started when I was very young because I just wanted to get on it. But yeah. honestly, like, there are comics that are older that just Roddy have Danger lived more. Like yeah, that. and they just lived more life. And so they already have a lot to talk about when, like, I'm 22, and I'm like, I need to live more life to talk about. Exactly. You know? Yeah. And Dude. so I don't think there's any shame in, like, waiting longer. And but I think well, you started was... when you needed to because there were some blocks you needed to get through. And honestly, yeah. it's better to start to start when you're not ready. There's a lot yeah. of just, like, bullshit that you're going to have to figure out. Yeah. And just speaking from someone who's, yeah. you know, And it, it's that. much more of me, like, sort of romanticizing, like, the, the scope of this podcast yeah. at this point. Like. You know, once I basically move back to Florida, a lot of it's going to be like who of the Salt Lake comics are have like the ability to have like a online phone call, you know, like a Discord or a Zoom call. Oh yeah, will be like a question to have. But mm-hmm. I'll be doing the same scope when I get back to Orlando with IRLs, like what we're doing right here. Yeah, no, so, IRLs are fun. So if anything, I'm just basically like romanticizing the I get to have my connection into the Salt Lake scene that I could have had. I just have to figure. Oh, okay, I, I, yeah. No, I, just, I see what you're saying. To, yeah, just to connect with it as much as as much as I can for like I've got a month or two left here, and I just mm-hmm. started two months ago, more or less. Yeah. So it's one of those where it's like it's it's I don't know it's a swan song for a scene that I really enjoyed when I first got here, and it yeah. took me unfor- it it unfortunately but not regretfully took me two and a half years to like figure out what was blocking me so that mm-hmm. I could regularly go and enjoy even being bad at it. Like I, I don't, re- I go up with like some nerves now anymore, but I don't go up with like an existential crisis that like the entire room, comics and audience, are gonna like excommunicate me if I, if I suck or something like. Like that was that was yeah. a, that was a, a fear that I was sort of running through. Really? That yeah, like yeah, that could have easily been fixed with the conversation. Well, and that's where, if you ever remember the first time we met out in front of Wise Guys, like on a Tuesday or something like that. I was talking to Liam about his magazine that he does because he does all of his photography stuff for the dude, comedy scene. L- dude, shout out to Liam McGarrell. I love that man's uh, photos. Oh yeah, no, he I... no he he took a few of me on Instagram and holy hell. Well, he's got one with you and um, Donnie Benelli. Donnie Benelli. Yeah, me and my wake make yeah, a wish child. Yeah, yeah, with your dude, it looked hilarious. I wanted to be like, yo, this is me and my bitch. What's up? But yeah, no, I, I like make a wish better. Like, it was so wholesome. It like, was it was great. He was sitting on my lap, and I was actively trying not to get hard. So it was very enjoyable for both out. of us. Yeah, no, I mean Chuck was nearby, anyways. Yeah, I mean, yeah he was yeah. he was having a good time. Yeah, but yeah, um, but and that's the first time you told me about the Alliance Theater. But that, that oh yeah, were, yeah, were that, you sitting down? I was and sitting I was down. Sitting down. I, was, I was sitting next. To I Corey remember Bay. that conversation. I, was I remember next that Corey conversation. Bay, yeah. Corey Bay was on my left, and I was talking up to you or whatnot. Which oh, is what we always do anyway. But yeah, dude, I love those conversations where I don't know, like, really know them, but they were kind of talking about like, oh yeah, I, I kind of want to do comedy, or they're just barely getting into yeah, it. I'm yeah. just like, fucking do it. Go. And, and that's what I've always been like, told. That's what I've always been told. Well, it's just like so many people like want permission to do it. And they're like, they want someone to be like, you're hilarious. You should do comedy. Yeah. And like, that's the thing. Like, you don't want to necessarily be funny, like in real life all the time and be on. Like, that's that's exhausting. You're going to get burned out. And people aren't going to like you as yeah. much. Just like be a normal person. But like when 
people are like, yeah, I want to do comedy, or I, I'm always thinking that you sh- I should. Yeah. And I'm like, go. Because one of two things are going to happen. You go up and you eat shit, and you're like, wow, that was horrible. I never want to do that again. So now you know. Yeah. Or two, you go up, eat shit, and you fucking love it. Yeah. And you're like, this is awesome. Or you go up and you actually do pretty well, and you're like, this is awesome. There's like... Either way, you're going to get enough information to where you need, oh, I should continue to do this or yeah. I should stop doing this. Yeah. But, like, the point I was, the, at least the point of the story I was getting to from that day. I mean, I'm with you. I feel like I, so much of this podcast is me just, like, taking one thing you said and then just running with it. Then you're like, all right, well, I'm still telling a story, dude. Like, I'm still let let yeah, the yeah, host no, talk for a sec. Yeah, no, I'm, I'm okay with it because okay. I, I love how your passion is self-evident. Well, that's, that's, I appreciate that compliment. Yeah, your passion is self-evident. I... I'm just I, opinionated. Yeah. Well, that's where yeah. also my job as host is like, all right, let's ring this back in. The, the, the topic we were attempting to go down before. Yeah, it's like, <laughs> it's like you're like running with your dog and you unleash him for a little bit and then all of a sudden they just run into a I field and you're like, all right, let's come back. back. Let's come back to the sidewalk. And I'm just like, no, there's a fucking, there's a fucking bird over there, dude. I'm going to fuck up that bird. And you're like, no, no, no. You're not. It's going to fly away every time. <sighs> But that day, the first day you and I met, that's the day that I finally, like, decided to, like, go over to where Mitch and Corey Bay were and just strike up conversation. Because for all of the time before, I was like, I'm just going to sit in the corner, like, work on my jokes. And it, yeah, yeah, that, it's that idea is, like, I'm going to go, I, I want to do the work to, like, earn my spot or whatever. Yeah. When it's much more of, and especially yeah. for, like, my reality, especially as an extrovert. Yeah. And needing that extroversion to help process the anxiety or get the anxiety sort of out. Mm-hmm. And that's that's kind of where like you know having you actually sat down here and like meeting you like as a person, not as this Spencer Riley that's on like this pedestal that my mind is projected or whatever. You know? <laughs> Pedestals, okay, yeah, no, yeah. okay, I appreciate, I appreciate you're, you're, you're it. Even you were even taller in my mind up until. Whoa, that is hard. Yeah, the yeah. knee issues I would have in your mind are insane. I got yeah. enough as it is. But yeah, that was that day that you met me was the day that I was like, I'm gonna sit down. I know I'm already good for conversation. I'm already good for making conversation. Yeah, or, it's... Or, and and so that night, even though I went on at like a 10.30 and I bombed or whatever, I was that was the first time I was sitting on the side of the stage ready to get called up and I was excited to go up. Like I didn't... Hell yeah. I didn't... That is... I, I have not cared me... about like doing really well on any of my sets. That's... You, you should. You should care. You I sh- care. You, you I, should care. You I should care. care in that I'm trying to find every little bit, every 1% to improve on for comfortability figuring out what makes these funny mm. what like it, yeah. so there is care there but i'm not obsessing to a self-destructive point i guess is what yeah I'm no it's a balance that, that makes yeah. sense yeah real quick i'm loving this conversation i need to pee yeah, really badly it, all right cool cool yeah back from the bathroom this we're back look at us smelling worse a little empty a little empty inside a little bit more empty yeah well i peed so i think i lost Do cigarettes just take out your soul is that the bit that too on? that too right. no there's Honestly, at this point, it's just like, let's see how fucked up I can put all these things into my system and still function. I feel like So here's here's at. actually a pitch for a topic line. Do you want to okay. talk about the Alliance Theater? Opening yeah, sure. Theater I mean, or? it's it's uh, definitely a big part of my life, and I, I love it. It is some part of me wishes more comics had like your forthright or your your startupness to actually start more open mics in, in Salt Lake, because sometimes it feels like yeah. not enough. Well, the the hard thing is, is. So let me let me kind of tell the story of how I started hosting yeah, yeah, yeah. it. Yeah. Um, so it was about I had done comedy for like a month right before COVID. Right. Um, and um, 
world shut down and I really loved doing comedy and I felt like I was, you know, kind of starting to see, you know, the rewards of yeah. doing a set every single week. Yeah. And, you know, I, could, I was, it was just a greenhouse effect because that was the only place that anyone that under 21, you could do comedy because I was like 19. Yeah. Yeah. Um, yeah. And then, uh, 2020 hit and, uh, so like all of a sudden there's no even open mics period Every, yeah. the entire world shut down and uh, i ended up going to a coffee shop with a, a cousin of mine mm-hmm. i'm at athena's yeah and we uh we were talking and they're like actually i think they just barely started an open mic and it's all social distance and all that yeah, stuff yeah, yeah. if you want to go and just try to perform again i'm like oh, i'd love that yeah and so i show up and it is the worst most chaotic open mic i've ever seen like you see like sometimes greenhouse can get a little crunchy yeah yeah, yeah. this was just extra crunch jiffy peanut butter like this was <laughs> like you had to Nothing drink but water yeah dude it, you were legitimately it's just peanuts <laughs> like there is no yeah it is like there is a guy that's saying edelweiss karaoke and i don't mean like edelweiss edelweiss it's edelweiss edelweiss like it is it's just like super out of key and you could tell this guy was just like i need to get out there you know i need to put myself out there and i'm sure his therapist told him to do it or something like that (laughs) like i don't know like it was painful to watch i love how the subtext there spencer is like your therapist might have told you to do this. I'm here to tell you don't ever don't, do you it. Don't do it again, dude. Like, honestly, <laughs> you should get a new one at that point. Um, but, yeah, then there was another comic that we both know mm-hmm. who uh, did a very racist pro-Trump set. And, mm-hmm. granted, if you're at a coffee shop, you probably shouldn't be all right. No. Um, it's not really the vibe. So he bombed. Yeah. Um, the host, um, she was a comedian. Mm-hmm. Um, and she big-timed me immediately. Uh-oh. Um, and, like, I had just barely been doing comedy, but I was so excited to meet another comedian because I've met uh, Sam, Aresh, and uh, Nick Lucero at that point. Right, You know, right. in terms of, like, the whole... Uh, greenhouse oh no ahumata too he was fun um so i didn't know many comics you know yeah, yeah, you're, yeah. you're not going to be going to wise guys and meeting them all so like i was just so excited to meet them right and they were just like oh i've been doing it for five years i'm like oh cool that's 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 awesome you know and i'm just like super they're trying excited to right they're trying to be like, absolutely yeah she's like well you'll you'll see you'll see and uh-huh. i'm like just it was just so slimy and I'm like okay well i just want to be you know, I want to be here. Yeah, and he, I was just so excited love, to be I there. I love how you have no shame about just put, pitching like how just naive, optimistic young Spencer was. Like, oh, so, yeah, absolutely. It's, and it's, and it's still, so sweet or wholesome for the story. I still telling, am, like, too, to a certain degree. Like, I think everyone should, like, romanticize their life in a way and, like, yeah. make add poetry where there probably shouldn't be, you know? I mean, life can be boring without it, you know? Well, I think like, we the monotony of, of life can kind of well, get Well, life is way. dramatic, if you make it and you can be dramatic in the best ways like Absolutely. Going back to romanticizing like if you haven't made yourself like the main character of your own story what are you dude honestly i take that to a umpteenth level i think yeah. of my life into like tv shows like i just barely yeah. started my next season my last one was dark as hell like the uh-huh. writer strikes really fucked over my show right but yeah so like uh super young i'm just like wanting to do comedy and uh so yeah, that uh that comic goes up and bombs. The host goes up and I don't even know what they're saying, let alone let alone like where to laugh. Like you don't understand their words. Or no, their, it's their, just like they were speaking. Not... They were speaking, but they weren't making sense. Like it was like right. someone was having a stroke in real time. Like <laughs> it was like so awkward to watch. And then like there were like these two old guys that were these two old Jews that were playing guitar, talking about the COVID blues. Like it was just every bad aspect of an open mic that I've ever seen yeah. combined. You know, but I go up and they were giving 15 minutes 
and no one should be doing 15 minutes, especially that early on. Right. And I did the full 15, and I fucking murdered. Like, everyone was laughing, everyone was rolling, and I was like, holy hell, because there was just so much pent-up comedic aggression. Yeah. You know, I was like, I can't do comedy, I can't do comedy. So when you get up there, it's like, all right, fucking let's go. Right, right. And I was like wearing it, my T-Mobile shirt. I just barely came straight from work. Like, right. It was just like a weird-ass <laughs> set. You know? Like, the set's brought to you by T-Mobile. The Magenta Plan Max. Um, But... And after and so after that, I was just like, well, this is just as crazy of an open mic as humanly possible, but it's the only one I can go to, and yeah. I, I love performing, and uh, the bartender there was really nice. The owner seemed pretty cool as well, so like I kept going, and about like three, I think I'd been going for about a month, mm. and uh, after my set, because I, I was doing, I, I wasn't ki- like killing, killing, but I was pretty uh, consistently funny. I didn't have any bombs there yeah, at yeah, that yeah. point, um, which is rare. Um, you know, it's especially that early on. Um, I just like found a found a groove, and I've lost it since. But like, you you get it back, and you lose it, and then you get it back. You know, it's just a normal momentum thing. And um, so the owner comes up to me after a set. He's like, "Hey, that was really great." I'm like, "Oh, thank you. I really back appreciate to your it." First time, right? First yeah, this time. is like probably my tenth time your, doing comedy. But your first time at like the Athena open mic. Yeah, the Athena the story was. Right? Yeah, so yeah, so I'm T-Mo- about T-Mobile shirt mo- on. You've been big time by the host and stuff. Yeah. You the host what, did seven- not get nicer. The host did not get. But you, nicer. And you were like 17, so you can only 19. go to the. You're 19, 19 yeah. so you're still going to these under 21 open mics, like all two of them at this yeah, point. Yeah, essentially. There was also a High Point, but High Point was very old people music oriented. Right. Like it was just a bunch of old guys just you wanted to, to hang like out with their friends. Back jokes, basically. To like yeah, dude. To I because like I had the angst of the young Spencer too. I still yes. do. Um, yeah. Pretty obviously, but um, I remember one point. No one was listening. So I was on stage, but no one was listening. And that is the worst thing. Because, like, if you're watching me and not laughing, I at least know I'm the issue. But, like, if you guys don't have the respect to actually watch, yeah, um, like, that that pissed me off. So I legitimately said, I'll see, okay, I'm leaving. See you guys in two weeks at your funeral or whatever comes soonest. Like, because these guys were, like, towards the end of their life, and they were angry. And that's at the old people's place? That's at the old people's place. Right, not right. not at Athena's. Okay, no, okay, that was at so, High Point. So get back to this Athena okay. story. Okay, so with Athena's, I've been going for about a month at that point. You go up and... for this 15 and do quite well. Yes. Surprisingly yes. well, if, yeah. if we will. No, absolutely. And I, I kept doing that for, like, a month after that. Yeah. And then the owner comes up to me and he's like, hey, I really, pre- I really like your set. You're a crowd favorite here. It's been, you know, nice. getting pretty cool. I'm glad we just barely started this open mic, so we're wrapping. And like it just made you know little Spencer feel oh, so no, good about heart, himself. That heart of joy, is yeah, like doing it was. Just, yeah, because like when some when you're that new and someone says like, "Hey, no, you're funny." That you're doing it's, it. It's you, you. That is you need a lot of that. You need a lot of external validation when you're first oh, yeah. starting out. And I think a lot of comics just need external validation. Period. Just oh, performing yeah. to hundred people every single night, telling dick jokes, thinking I'm funny. Um, so yeah. Um, it was a really, really great conversation. It was like, if we ever put on comedy shows, we want to have you a part of it. I'm like, well, that's that's really cool. And it was a really cool performance space. And I was like, wow, I'm doing it. I'm yeah. doing the comedy. This is yeah. awesome. Yeah. And then later that night, I get a text. Um, it was like, hey, this is the uh, host. I'm uh, like, oh, hey, what's up? And she's like, back off. You are, <laughs> yeah, back off. You are trying to encroach on my mic. You're trying to take it over. You're trying to slither your way in here. Um, and I'm like, ah, he's like, you. It's it's so inappropriate to talk to the owner about putting on a show. And granted, I, I agree. I wasn't approach. I was approached though. I wasn't going out of my way trying to do it. And I was just being friendly. Like I'm trying to add to your thing, not take away from it by any stretch. Right. And like I was just so like confused by like the entire situation. And I was like, no, I'm really, I'm not. I don't want to host. Hosting sounds horrible. You know, I'd rather just be a comic, say my shit, and leave. 
So I'm going to show you this person's name that I remembered from an open mic that I, I just heard of them. I think they were hosting it or whatnot. And yeah. this, is like, this is like two yeah. years ago now. Okay. Does that ring a bell? Or is, are we, are you? No, not that one. That's, um, here, I'll, I'll, I'll type it in. Okay. I might not even recognize it, of course. You, you honestly, you're probably not going to. Yeah, we'll, yeah. we'll, we'll talk about it off air. But, yeah. um, it's not that one. Although, I, I could see them acting a very similar way. <laughs> yeah. I'm not going to get into that aspect. No, but... no, 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 no. Drop my way. So, so, okay. So the host yeah. messages you basically so saying back, back off. off. Yeah. You know, you're, yeah, you're on my turf. Uh, I, I get that you're new. So I'll go easy on you this time. Like, it was just like slimy stuff. And it was like totally like, not, nonsense. yeah. Like, it was horrible. Yeah. And I was kind of, and I was also high as shit, and I was just when you barely started smoking. Okay. So like, uh, this is like when your tolerance is low, low. Uh -huh. So I am in another dimension, communing with elves, and all of a sudden I just get a notification on my phone, being like, "Hey, you're a piece of shit, white man, trying to slither your way in," because there were a, a woman, and it was just like. I was beside myself. I was like, oh, my God, I just got banned from the only open mic that I've ever liked going to and been able to go to, and, and you know. And winning it. Yeah, and I was well like, at. I finally felt like I was getting some, like, uh, momentum. Yeah. And so I show up next Monday just being like, you know what, even if I'm banned, I just want to watch. Yeah. You know, and I'll just be a professional. Yeah. And I go, and that host is nowhere to be found. Um, and I was like, oh, they're probably just on their way or they're late. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And so I'm talking to the bartender and I'm very clearly skirting around the issue. And yeah, we're just yeah. talking, having a good time. And then I was like, hey, where's where's, where's the that? host? Yeah, yeah. And they're like, oh, we need to talk about that. And I'm like, <laughs> shit, I thought I was going to get a slap on the wrist. Be like, hey, I'm sorry, like you're great, but we can't have you around anymore. Uh -huh. um, uh -huh. And they show me an equally long text thread between the bartender and the host talking about we need to ban Spencer. Because they tried to get me banned. The and host they were basically like, goes to the bartender. Yeah, it's like, we, we need to ban Spencer. Uh, he He's problematic. And the bartender's uh, like, what, manager, effectively, or something? Essentially the manager of the yeah, place, yeah. Okay. And they were like, we're not going to ban him. He's been nothing but nice. He's like, it's normal for all the white men to slither in after all the women do the hard work. And as soon as I saw that, I was like, all right, I don't feel bad anymore. Fuck off. Because that's yeah. not what it was at all. No. Like, I really did not want to host. I didn't want to be a part of that i just wanted to go up say my stuff and then leave you yeah, know yeah. it, it seemed like too much well, work attributing malice and just using your skin tone as like val as as yeah. validation for the for the assertion yeah and that's that's the type of feminism where i'm just like all right fuck off i i i, I don't give two shits about it at that yeah, point no. um now granted that's a very small minority of the women so no 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 it's, um, but it's it's those... but it's so annoying when you see it and it's 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 just icky and yet well, not a big just, fan it, it, I, I'm, I'm, I have no problem throwing these fucking dice, but it's that narcissist sociopath, you know, or just, Yeah, no, or there's just definitely very, some BPD or just, there. Or just Absolutely. Or just insecurity shit. Oh, yeah. So, well, I mean, here's the thing. If you bomb four weeks in a row at your yeah. own open mic and, like, not a single laugh, honestly, yeah, I, you I, I would evaluate be, exactly what you're doing. Absolutely, absolutely. Yeah. yeah. Um, so they told me that, and then I think the last thing they said is, um, it's a shame women aren't supporting other women. And I'm like, okay, yeah, again, get fucked. Not, not super happy about it. And they're like, anyway, so fuck them. Do you want a host? We need one. And I'm like, <laughs> yeah, sounds good. Because at that point, he was a part of a. Because <laughs> at that point, he was a petty bullshit thing. Like the, the legitimately, they were going out of your way to say, hey, host, fuck you. 
We're going to actually bring him in now. And I was like, you know what? I don't really want to like host long term, but until we can find an actual host for you. Yeah, I'll, I'll do um, it I'll, right I'll do it inter- intermittently. And like we, we had like five, ten people for the first like couple weeks. And then slowly but surely we started to get into the tens and fifteens. And I would still give in terms comics. Of like comics or in terms, in terms of, of performers comics. and comics too. I mean, Trey Lamb and Colin Schumacher yeah. and uh, that Brian that Suppin. That's what, that's what I found so fascinating because I realized how the like for at least salt lake and i think it's probably anywhere open mics are hard to track down on the internet yeah and and so talking to i think like i was talking to 5k last night that he wasn't even aware of some of the open mics like that are that even i well that's because we don't tell him things (laughs) (laughs) i'm just joking i'm just joking but but it was either him or or even other 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 people like maybe um uh, juan i cannot remember his stage name to save me but most of the comics i think it might be his full name. I forget what his stage name is. I don't know. He, he, he doesn't come to a line. Because he's a goofy, funny motherfucker. Like, yeah. I, I love that his was energy. Cause... He, no, he's 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 a really good hang. Yeah. Absolutely. But I, I haven't but, seen his set as much as I'd like to. I've just been busy. But, but there's something in me where, like, I, like I kind of, I, I was asking around. I was like, why does it feel like a lot of comics that you would see on Tuesday or Wednesdays aren't at all the other open mics throughout the week? And some word could be like, they're kind of full of shit on what they're doing. But the other yeah, part, there's the definitely other... some like big time like they wouldn't be caught like there's a lot of comics that honestly really need shades or alliance or greenhouse yeah. or oh shucks and they just wouldn't be caught dead. And well, yeah, and that's it's, that's it's... where I just get back to at least the thing that I'm I, I've done because I was like I need to figure out where these are because I need to figure out where my options are to schedule my life with a wife and all the other stuff yeah. that I do, and so that's where like I don't know at least my contribution outside of just having my own showcasing of, of the comics as I roll through them on this podcast is like, mm-hmm. no, I'm tracking down every open mic that I hear and, and think of between Amanda Panda's one on Sundays at Midway oh, to yeah. Greenhouse. Have uh, you, have you been to that one? We t- Yeah. We've talked about it a little bit. Oh, um, have we? It's, I haven't gone. I, I, I do Greenhouse every week. I like it, but the thing is that it's a bar crowd. Yeah. It's well lit, which is nice for seeing people. Yeah. And so you could have a table of, of patrons up front, but it does end up being like m- more comics than, than patrons, yeah, kind of here or there to me. It's... Yeah, that, those are there's definitely benefits to those types of mics. Um, bar mics specifically, sometimes you have to abuse the audience to get them to pay attention. Yeah, yeah. Because yeah. like we used to do uh, the Ice House, um, yeah, and it's 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 a good bar. It's it's fine enough, and like with that crowd, is they were also doing poker night, and mm-hmm. so everyone's playing poker, and then you're just on the stage telling your jokes and like they're they don't want to pay attention no. and if they do they're usually like just staring over so you got to get their attention sometimes like fights have been broken out because a comic just kept talking shit because they're like fucking pay attention to me like if you can get them to pay attention you killed like in your in that opinion that's uh what... holly used to host that mic oh, okay yeah yeah um that's where i think uh like I, I think amanda just has the sense for at least the midway open mic on sundays to be like no there's a dart tournament like why? Like why are we going to try to contest for attention when there's a clear competition occurring? So, like, like I don't know if they, I don't know if that, that's where in my in my mind there's either going to a bar to chill out, mm-hmm. and that and you could interrupt that chill out with an open mic, yeah. or there's a there's an actual tournament occurring, like a, a dart tournament in the corner, yeah. and maybe you could play into that, or maybe you don't want to have too many things trying to pull attention and then like creating tension between the comics. And like the competition. Well, that's that's, that's, that's what it brings. Is like when two things are going on. Like obviously, like there's gonna be issues. You yeah. know, like there's a at Alliance. Sometimes they do capoeira in the other room, mm-hmm. and it's loud, and it's okay. Capoeira is bullshit. I I genuinely tangent found. 
Yeah, tangent found. Yeah, we're attacking Cap, the capoeira da- is bullshit because one, it's a no contact thing, and you're essentially dancing. Don't call it martial arts by any stretch because you're not fighting. You're just dancing. Like they're not even hitting, and they're just like. Are you aware of like the cultural history of that? I, I'm I'm not. But here's the thing: the the only reason I have this opinion is because sometimes they're using the main room in in the theater, uh-huh. and they're not using that much space. But they're just using it when they're using as much space as we use in our fucking black box. Yeah. So honestly, they can move to the black box and it's fine. And then but we can no. have a full main theater. And then we can have a main theater where we could, you know, make money. You know, make more money for the theater. It's going to be a better idea for the theater if we're even in there because bar sales tr- triple when we're in there. They're too you awkward know? in the black box. Yeah, it's too awkward in the black box. You got to go on the back. You got to like whisper. You're like, hey, I got to do this. this, 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 this. Yeah. I really want to pay. Like, it's like, what IPAs do you have on tap? Like, it's weird. You know, it's it's not it's not ideal. So, of course, people aren't going to be drinking as much. And like, you can't see people in the black box. Like, I love the black box. It's a really fun stage to really fuck around in. Like, I was climbing on the chairs a couple weeks ago telling the sound got to go fuck up. Oh, I always am all like, a giant table in the back. Yeah, it's great. On back just, to, just to give regular patrons yeah. like real chairs. Yeah, and, like, I have no issues with the black box itself but just with the existence where there's a bunch of people making it smell objectively worse you know and screaming meanwhile like someone's doing a heartfelt poem just about like you know like you broke my heart and i had to make art with the pieces you know and then like someone's just like "Ah!" like they're screaming just like doing their drums it really it really messes up the recording absolutely absolutely it just messes with the vibe (laughs) you know no, See, the thing that I realized also is that they're only using the lobby yeah. outside of the main of the main. Not theater. even on, yeah. Yeah, Dude, they're not like, even using like the space. Go to a park where that stuff is accepted, you know? You know what? I was going to tell you the like, the cultural history of capoeira, but I'll let I, you sit in your room. Okay, you said right it now. You said it correctly, no, no. too. Fuck you. you. You probably say kung fu. You say kung fu, actually, don't is you? That how you? Is that how you pronounce Jiu-jitsu, kung fu? That's, that's what you say. I actually, I know it. Jiu-jitsu. Yeah, I, I, don't, I don't know. Um, but no, here's the thing. I, I'm, I'm a, I am a black belt. I am a black belt. Oh, I, uh, fought, I, I fought professionally. Then I did. Uh, I taught for a couple years, too. Like nice. I am very much in that world. Once I started doing comedy, I didn't do it as much just because of time. So I want to go in there. And, and just, just, just skirmish some other. Yeah, I, I want to go in there with, with a gauntlet, throw it down, and say, <laughs> okay, give me your best fighter. And, and if, if I, I win, I get, get the space. I I want to make that content even if Alliance yeah, doesn't honor dude, it. Dude, I, 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 no, it, it makes, okay, so like the, the, the person that totally does do the capoeira um, is on the board of directors for the theater. So they technically do get first claim. And like, I understand why capoeira, I'm, I'm essentially trying to backtrack so I don't get banned from Alliance Theater. But... <laughs> <laughs> So you don't like the patrons? I'm, no, it's I'm just gonna no. Clip here's the thing: inappro- they're all aware. I'm just clip this inappropriately later, Spencer, and send it directly to a <laughs> yeah. Just it's like this is this is the type of content you appreciate. No, and here's the thing: like Alliance has been very good to us, and I really uh, I do like working with them. Um, and I understand why it's not why we can't have it in the main room all the, the entire time, and also yeah. just it costs more. And I don't I don't want to spend three hundred bucks a Monday. Um, to you know, do my open mic when I'm not making nearly enough to yeah, uh, cover yeah. that. So like, I I get it. Yeah. Um, but that being said, fuck Capoeira. Just like, <laughs> dude, let's let's meet at dawn. You need to like in a in a place of your choosing. We you if you want weapons, you can get weapons. I don't need them. You know. No. This is such a good content idea in my head for marketing for both of your situations for Alliance <laughs> Theater, the Capoeira lessons, and the um and the open mic for that you run because your open mic's just the alliance theater open mic like there's not a uh, it's technically the artistic underground open mic but it's a mouthful either way so i usually just say the alliance 
Yeah. Just like Athena's used to be the Athena mic, but now it's just and, Athena. But that's that's a, that's a better name. Yeah. That's an easier. But anyway, oh, let me finish the Athena story. Yeah. So. I started hosting, and we had Good job, five you people. I'll always find a way to talk about myself. Um, but on, so yeah, every Monday for like a, a year, I would just you know show up way early, like way as early now, as the host. I'm, yeah. I'm the host now. This is now you know my thing, and so if it doesn't succeed. It's on me. And if yeah. it's not a good mic, it's on me. So I legitimately did everything I could. I fine-tuned the hell out of it. Like, mm. for the first year, not a single open mic was the same in terms of formatting, in terms yeah. of timing, in terms of set times. You were in a year of experimentation. Absolutely. Yeah. But the thing is, is, like, we weren't big then, so it was kind of easy to do. Yeah. Um, so, like, we had... It's it's easy to fuck around when there's only, like, 10, 15 people compared to, like, the 30 to, you know, we... I think we hit up at 100 at Athena's at one point. Mm-hmm. And so, like, yeah, it's it's gotten it's gotten popular, which I'm super grateful for, but the community wasn't really there. So we were... Sometimes there we would have, bodies, like, big nights. The bodies weren't interconnected. Yeah, they, they weren't. They, they hadn't drunk the, drunk the Kool-Aid yet, you know? The milk. The milk. <laughs> <laughs> no one understands that joke, but I appreciate it. Fairly Odd Parents uh, riff. Um... But yeah, so I just uh, slowly fine-tuned it. Then I like, because it used to be like more mixed, like Greenhouse, so like the uh-huh. comedy and the poetry Arts and the music and were music, all yeah, combined. Yeah. But then the whiplash from it was so bad because someone was just like, I tried to kill myself in a river and I washed up on the shores of the Great Salt Lake, a new man, and I had to find a new way to live. And like, it was just like really dark shit. Then all of a sudden, like, Andreas is just like, what's the deal with retards? Like, it's just a completely <laughs> different vibe. <laughs> And then you go into like Sean Baker music, who was just like, "We're all gonna die someday." It's right. just like it's such uh, it's exhausting. It's exhausting yeah. having to see all of them. Um, now, granted, there's definitely mics that make it work. You know, Greenhouse uh, does a great job, but that's just because they're shorter sets. Mm-hmm. You know, but for uh, so once we uh, split up the comedy and I started running it like a real comedy show, and we started to get more comics. Yeah. Um, and once it kind of got into the rotation, then we started to become competition for the other Monday mics. And uh, we were starting to pull more from Provo, and then we got into the rotation of, oh, yeah, do Improv Broadway, and then do Athena's, then do Ice House, because Ice House used to be on Mondays and Wednesdays. Yeah, because it, like, so, like, it was like a 10 o'clock start time. Yeah, so. yeah, so yeah. it was just a really good, we had a really good time slot, you know? Like, yeah. You know, you needed a good time we slot had, for what, your like TV six, shows in the 80s. Start time? Yeah, so we started at, like, 7.30, yeah. um, and, like... So you would either go to Improv Broadway than Ice House or uh, Athena's and Ice House. And yeah. Improv Broadway was mostly Provo. But towards well, the end... Improv Broadway is also clean. That, that too, yeah. We well, we had to be clean for a bit. Um, that So when I was at Athena's, um, eventually moved to the Alliance Theater about, I think, yeah. two and a half years in. Um, but Athena's was a constant battle with the owner to keep the comedy the way it was. Like, I... And there would be months where we had to do it according to the owner's rules and plans, and the mic suffered. Like, people weren't coming out as much. Um, the people... was, was the owner, like, forcing clean comedy yeah. and well, such like So that, what or? happened is Colin Schumacher did a Colin Schumacher joke. He, he goes hard. He goes hard. Um, and it really offended some two older Jews in the audience. I found it hilarious, but no one really cares what the young Jews feel. Um, and... They they complained to the owner and it was a whole issue and afterwards the um, owner was like, um, yeah, we're we, comedy has to be clean, mm-hmm. and I'm like, 
I, I completely disagree. And we had like long conversations before and after the mic about just clean comedy and mm-hmm. dirty comedy and what it should be. Because like, here's the thing: we're not doing our tight five at an open mic. You shouldn't be. You should be going to an open mic to try stuff out. Yeah. And you need to allow people to fuck up. Yeah. And to learn how to be better. Like it's I I'm not gonna get mad at you for fucking up on stage. It's when you're blatantly not wanting to learn and you're yeah. fucking up on stage, and then you're going out of your way to fuck up on stage. Because then at that point, it's just. You're just hurting Wasting yourself. And everyone. Yeah, absolutely. So that's the only time where I'll actually step in and be like, okay, come on, dude. Really? Yeah. Really? Um, but yeah, no, I want you to be able to bomb on stage. I want you to say the most horrendous things on stage and you know, learn how to say that. Mm-hmm. Uh, I definitely think there's a time when you should start to learn that, and that's kind of why I say like the level one comedian, level 10 comedy bit. Yeah. Um, but I, if you want to do level 10 comedy bits and, and fail, you're, you're more than welcome to, because maybe yeah. it'll help you in other ways. Well, I, I remember, you know? I, think, I forget where which podcast it was on, but like Louis C.K., and he's obviously like an 11 out of 10. Yeah, for, no, he's, for, he's, for he's, 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 he's the best. But what he does, and this is where like Athena would be a block for it, is that he'll go to, is that Louis will go to the cellar in New York, and he'll be going into really dark, like, pedo or really like horrible topic lines yeah and the crowd will be dead to it and what he's and what he talks about in terms of his process is that he's looking for like that one little laugh mm-hmm. to let him know like there's a thread here that i that as i work on this really dark topic i can turn this into a really good joke a really good bit yeah it's just that those like because if you go down any of his discographies a lot of the topics he go into are really dark or really gross mm-hmm. And the reality is, is that if you understand the craft and understand the need for it to be like clean mics are going to limit people's ability to really go into those dark topics and turn them into like masterful jokes. Granting, yeah. th- granting they're not putting themselves in over their heads when they're, yeah. when they're early. Like, I feel like clean mics are valuable in their yes. own way. Um, yeah. Learning how to write clean, it, it will make you a better writer because, yeah. you know, if you take away half of your tools, you know, and you can make something Still with make a chair. Like, yeah, exactly. Like, absolutely. That's a, that's a good analogy. Like, that's. It's definitely helpful, but it's not something that you should do all the time by any stretch. Like, you shouldn't just do Wise Guys. You should also do Alliance. You should do Copper Miner because, like, it's – you just have – you get different things from different mics, you know? And if you just get used to Alliance and if you only go to Alliance, you're not going to do as well as Wise Guys. you got to be more well-rounded. Yeah. And that's why I wish there was a little bit more of an alt scene in Salt Lake. And um, just because, you know, so many comics are just used to that Wise Guys Club comedy, which is a – very popular type of comedy by a lot of stretches and i love it and i do it but like sometimes i wish there was like a ucb um like in new york because that's where the alt scene is mainly in, you, in new what, york ucb um it's a it's a comedy club where like basically the entire alt scene goes usually it's like the right. wise guys of the alt scene it's in like new where the, york. all the edge lords are punk kind of more like, like um or? Uh, more like the Berbiglias, more okay. like the Pete Holmes. The very niche, niche kind Yeah, of like John Mulaney was a big UCB guy. Yeah, yeah. Um, and the cellar is like the comedy store. It's like the wise guys. Like, I wish yeah. there was a UCB in Salt Lake. I don't, I don't know if that's ever going to happen just because the alternate scene and just the way comedy is right now. I don't know if it's super pop, uh, possible, but I, I think it could be eventually. Is Salt Lake always drained of its talent? Drained? Like, is there a brain drain effect on the Salt Lake comedy scene is a curiosity because the three meccas are very obvious. Yes and no. So there's a lot of comics that move on. Um, There's not a whole lot of them that have, like, done a whole lot because I know Shane Smith and Jay Whitaker and Scott Fillmore and, like, Ryan Irwin. Like, there are definitely people that move to New York and try to make their big start or L.A. Um, Salt Lake's a great place to develop uh, for Mm -hmm. sure. But there is a lot of comics that are going to live and die in Salt Lake. 
And they could move if they wanted to, um, but I feel like they're kind of just in that world now where, you know, they they live a really good life with uh, wise guys and, you know, they don't necessarily, like, want to live that road dog life. Where, yeah. You know, we've all romanticized in our heads. You know? Yeah. Well, that's where I met a guy uh, last night who's been doing, like, off and on comedy for, like, 10 years. And he's mm-hmm. like, a cool dude or whatnot. But he he actually had the kind of opposing thing. It's like I didn't think the road dog lifestyle was going to be nice. So he just does his regular job and then does his creative outlet with comedy. You know. Hmm. Yeah, I I can respect that for sure. I mean, are you I, like, are, like I want to exci- be a road in, dog in, in, like the, I, in the proper timing? Are you excited to like actually go out and be like a road dog and try? Oh, absolutely! Like yeah. as soon as I as soon as I can work on the road regularly, I think I would do that. Uh, maybe not my entire life by any stretch, but like I. I want to learn what an uh, audience is like in St. Louis. I want to yeah. know what an audience is like in Alabama. Yeah. Like, I want to go to the weird buttfuck towns where there's not a lot of comedy and they're just yeah. excited to see comedy. They're excited and to have see, anyone paying attention yeah, to Yeah, and just, like, know? see how, like, your set goes because, like, Salt Lake is a very specific type of audience mm-hmm. and no matter where you go, like, you, Alliance is very different, obviously, than the wise guys, but you're still getting a very specific type of audience. Yeah. And then you, your act needs to translate to you because you don't just want to be funny in the five mile radius of Salt Lake, you know. No, no. You, you need to be more well rounded. So yeah, once I have the means and the abilities, I 100 percent I'm gonna try to perform in every place I can. Yeah, you're re- you're right. Re- you are. Yeah, once I'm ready, you know. It's between excited, ready, got the got the chops built, got the sets yeah. built, and everything. Yeah. Have you done any? You you actually did you do shows down in L, down in Las Vegas? Yeah, no, I, I did two shows down in Las Vegas. Um, I've done shows in Longmont and Denver, um, but and Elko. Those are all my road gigs so far. Nice. Yeah, no, uh, Longmont was a blast. I really enjoyed Longmont. I liked it more than Denver. Um, Small, doing a show small towns have more personality. Yeah, and it's 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 close enough to Denver to where it was nice, and it was also the first time I was like after twenty one, and I bought you know weed and i was able to smoke it and i was smoking a joint on main street in longmont and i i see a cop and i was like do you want a hit motherfucker took a hit cop took a big ass <laughs> hit from my joint and said have a great night and i'm like god love it i love this place this is this is exactly what i want where i want to be um but yeah i feel like um the quality in salt lake is is really high um, it feels like especially like for what the limited amount that i saw in orlando like there's something about where it just it, Orlando felt like really disconnected from each other, like mm-hmm. all the comics that were there. And then I come out here and I see the clicking occurring, just where people are standing around, like in Wise Guys or whatnot, yeah. on like a Wednesday or whatever. But the quality on that Wednesday night that I saw was just, and even like Tuesdays can get really bad, but like the quality that I saw on a Wednesday was just really good. And I was like, yep. this is, there's nothing like this in my mind back in Orlando. Cause the Orlando improv is the main. Like no, honestly, hub? Wednesday is probably one of the best open mics in the country. Probably genuinely. could be. No, no, g- genuinely. Like yeah. there are a lot of a lot of comics from out of state will fly in for a Wednesday sometimes. Like okay. Ryan Hamilton loves doing a Wednesday. He comes up a lot. Steve Solberg. Nice. Um Alex Edelman, he did a Wednesday and a Tuesday once. Yeah. Do you know Alex Edelman? No, no. Most great, of his names great are like past He's me he's on the newer. I hear Solberg, and I think of like the the grocery store out in like Grantsville or something like. That. Oh. <laughs> oh no, not not that. No, Steve Solberg. He's a he's a local guy, but he uh, I think he just did a cruise ship. He's great. He's a really nice guy. Ryan Hamilton, uh, you know him, right? 
No, but I probably recognize what? his face. Dude, come on. You got to learn, you gotta dude, learn I, the, the stories. Dude, you got to know the months, lore. Months, this is why I'm having Yeah, but that's on. what your rest for the rest of your life was supposed to be. You know, because like growing up, I listened to so many comedians to now where I just have an encyclopedia of comedy knowledge. Um, and or just like, oh, that the, bit and that I, bit I, and I that bit. I have an encyclopedia of the comics that I paid attention to, basically. Yeah, well, that's like, the thing. You got to, um, I know, I, I learned comedy through uh, Pandora. You know, so I listened to I Jim Gaffigan at the beginning, and then that's, I, you know, it, then it went like to Brian Steve Regan, Rosanowski, or something. like yeah, that. Yeah, Steve Rosanowski was a is a is a good one on uh, Pandora. He Chad, was big on Pandora. Uh, Chad was, Daniels, yeah, uh, Dan Cummins. Um, but yeah, that's Kyle where Kinane. I learned Kyle Kinane. Oh, I fucking love fucking Kyle Kinane. He's goated, hilarious. Yeah, uh, I liked his old stuff. Shit! Oh my god, I broke the seal. I'm so really sorry. I gotta pee again. <laughs> <laughs> Off he goes. Off he goes. And here we are. Now we're, we're having a good time. Um. So where were we? Oh, we were actually kind of uh, discussing like what our landmark catalog of like uh, oh, comics were. And yeah, stuff like that I actually had this conversation with David last night because he's like, "What's what are your three like favorite comics?" Mm. And all I can really kind of give most people is like the standouts for him, like Mike Birbiglia is. Yeah, Birbiglia uh, is a great one. My my boyfriend's girlfriend, that mm-hmm. special is fantastic. Mm-hmm. Ron White has a spot in my heart because that was the one like me and my dad bonded over. Tater salad. From yeah. like uh, blue collar comedy tour back mm-hmm. in the day because that was the first time I saw a stand up was blue collar and then Christopher really? Titus. Christopher oh, Titus is yeah. Norman, Norman Rockwell is bleeding is was the one that basically like transitioned me into the dysfunctional family life that I was existing in. And so that one really connected to me for when I was at the end of like middle school or whatnot, mm. early high school. Bigger yeah. Blacker is like go to this fog. Yeah, it's, it's crazy when you see like a comedy special that just sees you so yeah. much and you're like, holy shit, like this yeah. is I think that's like the uh, world is trying to relate to it, you know, and if you can re- re- write that type of relatable comedy, um, mm-hmm. it's it's very valuable i mean i don't know who said this but he said like the more specific you are the more you're going to relate to the wider ranges of audiences there's, which there's, is is it feels like an oxymoron if you really think about it but like it's it's honestly really valid it's actually no this is talked about like in one of the improv books that i read that had like del close's like impact or influence on it yeah i read actual improv books too um but one of them pointed out that michael myers yeah. uh, not um mike myers that did like shrek and whatnot <laughs> austin powers yeah he would actually do, he would name, he wouldn't just say ketchup in like a scene, like Heinz ketchup. Like he'd add yeah. the specificity to it because, and I, and I see this a little bit in when with the improv show that I run, that the more detail that's sort of provided for the audience and therefore the players, it allows them to play in it or really capture it much more fully. Yeah. Some, some of the most struggling scenes that I've seen in an improv in, in Three Dams and a Tale is when not enough detail is provided so therefore there's not enough constraints for then the human mind to activate its creativity to like problem solve or, or move its yeah. way through it give them it's, as many variables as possible because you don't know it, what variable is going to be the coolest well thing. it's like if i put you in the middle of like a plane it's like you're in the middle of a wheat field and that's all i give you like you might come up with like a little thing but there's no sense of direction there's no landmarks yeah, there's a lot you have to add to that wheat field to yeah, make it you interesting. as the player would have to really take a lot of creative liberties yeah to like create anything out of that yeah. otherwise you're just like chewing grass or maybe you are a cow or like yeah or know. like you're in a wheat field and all of a sudden you see tire tracks with a bunch of you know broken well, now there's a mystery court. that yeah there's a mystery there's a now there's something where you can go yeah. that's a question that you can answer down the scene i like yeah. that yeah I, I was doing improv a couple about like a week ago and we were doing like a long form scene and i I used to teach improv when I was like in high school, but like I once I started doing comedy, like I threw everything out the window, which is yeah. I, I kind of regret because there's a lot of great things you can learn from improv. So I've tried to start to do it again, and um, there was a guy where he like just like made a 
just made like made a joke about like oh the the cop has a gun i mean not the cop like the boss has a gun we were going through like the office of a, of his boss he's like right. oh there's a gun there and i was just like all that stuff and like he was like just made it used it for a punchline and i'm like i don't think you realize the concept of Chekhov's gun which is essentially if you put a gun on a table that gun has to be shot at some point or else that gun doesn't need to be on that table you yeah, know just exactly. like concise yeah. writing and like towards the end of the scene i was just like and he was like, we were fighting. I'm just like, you know what? Don't add a gun if you don't want a motherfucker to use it. And I even said that on stage, and then I shot him, and then the scene ended. It was a crazy, crazy-ass time. That's a fantastic. Yeah, I'm just like, dude, don't don't add shit so you if guys you don't want like, someone to use it. Are you guys meta-arguing about writing in this scene? I was. So I was I was absolutely <laughs> doing this to him. And he was like, he was still in the scene. And now, granted, like I had the liberties of, like since I was still very rusty, I could probably make some bad improv decisions yeah, yeah, yeah. for my own sake. Um, but yeah, it was like this, um, but the meta joke worked basically because yeah, you check off me. Gundam at that, by yeah, the end of it. To yeah. me, I was like, yeah, don't add check off gun if you don't want a motherfucker to use it. Yeah. And cause like I could tell like with where the guy was taking the scene, he wanted to like kind of put me in a corner. Right. You know? Yeah. And he's just like, this is where we're going with it. And I was just like, fuck. Oh, like you, you're not you going you you to do this to me. You've forgotten what was given to the scene <laughs> and I will use it. <laughs> Oh, your work is the soul of your own demise, my friend. That's fucking fantastic. Mm-hmm. That is fantastic. Yeah, no, it's... Oh, I can't remember where we were... Oh, but yeah, no, adding... Um... And yeah, the more sp- specific your comedy can be can be very helpful. But at the same time, sometimes just focus and like keep it simple stupid like sometimes yeah, i feel yeah, like yeah. we over rationalize or overthink the comedies to the point where or it's over not funny it. yeah because like there there are times where like i i have a punchline that is funny in three ways if you think about it yeah but at the same time all three ways aren't that funny but they're funny like combined they're very funny but the, like just the, if you look at them by itself and you the don't know which yeah. audience member is going to get which punchline but neither of them are that strong yeah. but like the joke needs to be smart and it needs to challenge this and it needs to do this and it's not as funny as just being like yeah I jerk off with my dad like that's yeah, yeah, yeah i don't know well that's where also one of those where like if either you're going to have certain certain audience members unravel the three layers of it as mm-hmm. they like oh and then oh and then oh or it, or it gets one or two, one or two, one or two, and then you, so you have a, you have a winning punchline because it has a do it has a multiplicity and it's, it's yeah it's, it's kind of just throwing shit at the wall and see if it sticks yeah, 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 yeah but yeah. with those jokes you kind of have to wait longer too because like sometimes they, you're well, not going to get dramatic, it at the beginning long, yeah one of them long Josh pauses just to like yeah. let them just marinate like wait there's more here like he's he's waiting for us now <laughs> there's this one time that uh it was on Wednesday it was a well known comic I think it was. It was either Dallas or Aaron, mm-hmm. Aaron Orlovitz. Uh, I'm not sure which one. Um, but they spent the first two minutes and 30 seconds of their set just staring, standing, yes. just sitting, staring at him. Yes. And at the end, he just told a single joke and then got off stage. And that joke killed. Now, granted, I think that's a really only a bullet that you can shoot once. Like, I don't think that can be a regular act, but it is fun to play around with that because that, challenge so, that challenges you, you so much just because you're uncomfortable. Because imagine, like, watching the person, that's awkward, but being the person being watched oh, no, when that... everyone's just expectingly looking at you, like, what's going to happen, what's going to happen, and the tension that builds, that can crush a person. That's uh, that was a goal I had when I was like out like uh, I'd had it before because I knew I'm it was sounding gonna... so pretentious during this too, which I'm I I got the chain and everything. Look at me, you're fantastic. You're fantastically pretentious. Yes, of because. course. Uh, but so well, as an artist, well, this is where anyone that actually understands like any amount of performance. I've talked to Nami yep. and Chuck about this, but those that can actually be comfortable with silence have 
have have an exceptional ability to hold stage presence if they can be comfortable with the silence yeah and so and this is where like one challenge that i had in my head to do eventually but i kind of also want to respect the open mic was is to go up and maximize that silence holding like what you're talking about it's not like aaron did Mm -hmm. and it's like if you can actually hold that silence while holding the audience's attention in the same like by just your energy or something yeah like that is that is a sign of mastering holding the stage and if and then he does one joke to like break the tension and like they're waiting they're ready for it like i think maybe a better version of that instead of just standing there is to maybe like notice something and you're like reacting to something and you're kind of like going through like almost do like a pantomime yeah you're almost miming your way yeah and like just so people at least because no one hates wasted time especially an audience because they're like okay well you know, I where is it? Where is it? Where is it? Absolutely. Yeah. You know, because like, especially like nowadays when the uh, just um, the attention span is so short. You know, yeah, with yeah, TikTok, yeah. you know, you're watching something like every fucking second. You need to the constant stimulation. But with comedy, it's kind of gotten quicker. Mm-hmm. You know, and you kind of need it to get quicker because you, you just people. It's it's very hard to hold an audience's attention for the, that long. So maybe like um, now this could be bullshit, but like just like a pantomime and kind of just like laughing with everyone, like like without actually and saying, like looking it, yeah. and checking things out, picking up people's glasses, putting them down or something like. Yeah, there'd be there'd there, be. There's a way to do it for yeah, sure. Yeah, there's but I I always just enjoy thinking like if I was gonna have a comic that was gonna ask me like, m- you know, me two two weeks old, it's like what's something I could do? Is like can you go up there and actually like be silent for your full three minutes? Can you actually do that without losing your your metal, basically? It's kind of like a game of chicken. It is. <laughs> like it who's is going to break and, first. And if you can yeah. do that, because even Joey Diaz talked about doing that, but he was given like a fifteen minute challenge from like whatever road comic he was on. It's like go up there and don't say anything for like ten minutes. Can you do that? You know, and that's where you talk. You were talking about the same pressure that goes on to the performer. That you're on stage and you yeah. are saying nothing. How are you actually going to own that? But mm. silently, like, and that's. I'm hesitant to really take uh, talk about this and like say you should do this because I just don't want the next two weeks of open mics. I mean, if if comics do listen to this, to just do that because like that's going to be good for one comic, maybe. Oh yeah, exactly. You know, yeah. but if every comic is doing it, like you know the the Bud Light joke when the Bud Light thing came out, or everyone making the billionaire submarine, where it's just like okay, yeah, if... or like after Chris Rock got slapped, comedy for the next two weeks was horrendous. Because yeah. everyone was talking about it, and it was just like, no, just you don't have to be topical. Sometimes just talk about fucking donuts. I don't give a shit. Right, right. <laughs> oh, Krispy Kreme donuts in Ireland are very different. Good? In a good uh, way? Less sharp sweet. Less you know, sharp sweet. Oh, okay. So you know how the Krispy Kreme donuts Do they still have, have the, like, the same like airiness? Kind of. It's, the, the dough is a little bit different because Europe and Ireland have very different bread culture and very different yeah. uh, rules on what's allowed to be in food. Okay. Which is where I, I honestly think you could actually have... Uh, the, you could have the regular amount of Krispy Kreme that you dream you want to have, but if you have it in Europe, you won't get fat. If you have it in America, you will get fat. Oh, yeah, absolutely. I, I have that sort of belief about it. Like, I've had too many stories where lactose intolerant people in America go to Greece and they just go ham on dairy and it gives it does nothing to them. Yeah. And then they come back here and they're right back to. Yeah, dude, there's sugar in McDonald's. Uh, oh, yeah. No, hamburger. I can taste the sugar in the bun. Yeah, in the bun. In the yeah. bun and also the meat. Yeah. No, fuck that. That's, that's crazy. Yeah. That's no, crazy. That's why are you putting sugar in bread, dude? And then meats? That's hor no. Yeah. Bad times. No. Bad but, times. Uh, but yeah, no. That's that's one of those challenges that I'd give a performer is that like if you and, and I understand your concern for the topicality and it just like kind of running through if yeah, if I, these episodes somehow run out into the wild. Yeah. But it's like I, also I can't imagine Trey Lamb's listening to this. He's like, what does Spencer think about this? Right. <laughs> that's 
okay, this, this is the PSA. If you see one of the comics do it that night, it's not your night to do it. <laughs> yeah, no, do it once. Do it once. It's like, it's like, don't, don't just, one comic can use it that night and then just allow them to get banned. Yeah. You're going to have to bleep that probably. I, I'll have to remember to do that, honestly. Yeah, thank you. Well, do you not listen to these you, and like edit them? I can. Yeah. I may. Because that's, that's, would you I like mean, me to bleep that for you? Well, like, no, when I was, um, <laughs> do it just for the, uh, for the bit. Do it for the bit and also just do it so no one knows what I actually said. So they don't know yeah, if I yeah, said yeah. the N word or yeah, if they yeah. said any yeah. of the other slurs. Yeah, yeah. You know, I like the mystery of it. Yeah, do yeah. that. Um, I'm going to laugh if you forget to and then what we just talked about it. Uh, 153. 153? Yeah. Oh, not bad. Cool. Oh, we had a pretty long break, too. Oh, we're chill. Sweet. We can actually get ourselves going. You got some Batman to go watch, right? Oh, yeah. What time is it? You've seen them all before, right? Oh, yeah, of course. You're just having a movie day? No, so uh, Cole Robeson was just like, hey, guys, they're doing a... Do you know how... Cole Robeson impression? Yeah. Should I bail? I should hey, guys. Oh, God. We, uh, uh, what was it? It's like, hey, guys, they're doing a triple feature of the Nolan trilogy with Batman at 3.30. Tickets are $9. If you guys would like to come, let's go. Then then Chuck was just like, can I masturbate in that one? Oh, you know, because that's, that's, that's Chuck that's Fury. Chuck's. Hello, friends. My name is Chuck Fury. I like to do penis and shock jokes all the time. <laughs> I smoked a little bit of weed and a lot of PCP and ran down the street with a sock of my cock yelling, it's dancing time. I, I can do that man's bit. One of these days, I want him to do my jokes and I'll do his. Oh, that'd be great. And just, just to kind of see what goes. Did you each other? Yeah, dude, that was fun. I, I loved that. that roast. We had, like, it was just... Because you and him seem like pretty close. Oh, yeah. No, we're, he's probably the comic that I'm closest with. Yeah, because um, you guys do a lot of, I'll call it, I don't have a better word, but you guys do a lot of defending of each other in a way. Like not really? Defend, not defending like you guys do, one guy does a bad thing and one guy does a bad thing and you're defending like bad actions. It's much more of like like, like when having Chuck here for the podcast and, and talking off camera and stuff. Like there's a lot of points where it's like, no, he really cares about you. Like it's oh. very, it's very self self evident. Were you uh, were you like asking him about me as like how do well, I, I was letting this him person? know about like what I told you last night that like you and you and Nami were like the two white whales of just like the most intimidating persons. That's so funny to me. What? Why? It's 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 um. So you know the pedestal thing I was talking about? Yeah. It's a theory that I have. So if you don't actually meet someone soon enough, like I, I think about this with girls. So yeah. if you see if you you see a cutie, okay, they're mm. on your radar, or someone in general, someone's gotten your attention. I mm. learned this actually from like a fucking dating site thing called the Dow of Badass. Okay, but yeah, we're someone's going on. Yeah, someone's on your radar. Mm. You, it is probably in your best interest to go up and talk to them as like immediately. Otherwise, at least especially from my brain, is you'll start to add layers of complexity. Yeah, that will either stop you from going to talk to them mm -hmm. or. If you don't actually, in my case, if I don't humanize them effectively as soon as I can, then I'm going to have the, I could have this complex sort of build out, especially since I'm only seeing you in when you're hosting. Okay. And so you're not good for conversation then, so to speak. Yeah. And, and I, and I could usually in the middle of something. Yeah. Um, especially at that mic. Yeah. I've bit some people's hats off, unfortunately, recently. Right. And then um, for, and then like for Nami, for example, like I couldn't read him. Like I, I actually had to find out on the podcast that he's actually straight. <laughs> I totally. Oh really? It. Yeah. I, I missed it entirely. <laughs> oh I god! Even, I think Did you mention this? Is like I don't know. Like maybe you could speak to your experience. You know, yeah. as a gay man, he's just like, 
I'm not gay. That's not even what the pitch was. Uh, I'm like, sure it wasn't. But. but like, he's like, no, I love women. And I was like, and then somewhere in my brain, I was like, I think he said that on stage, and I just, it just blacked out from my memory or something like that. Or but you were me- just like thought it was funny. It's like when yeah. a because Nick Lucero's mentioned that he's uh, bi on yeah, stage yeah. a few times, and it never actually clicked. That it never he was. sticks. Yeah, yeah I was just like, like, oh, that's just like, Nick Lucero, just <laughs> you know, doing Nick Lucero shit. About, Nick hasn't even like he might remember me. It was like, yeah, Nick's too ugly to like look gay. Like, what? <laughs> okay. <laughs> what about Scott? Scott. Uh, yeah, he's gay. Fillmore? He is the gayest he, man alive. Look, Scott Fillmore looks gay with how he carries himself really? and stuff. Yeah. Well, especially no, I, that, I, new, I, that haircut, that short. The new, hair, yeah, yeah, the new haircut with the yeah. mustache. That makes him look like he's when I stylish. first met him, he had like long, yes, long I remember that. hair. I remember his much longer you know? hair. Yeah, he looked majestic. Yeah. No. But but uh, but yeah, no. That's that's and like with Nami, with like his how he is on stage. Yeah. And also kind of the and, and the company he keeps, just th- those contexts. Uh, give me intimidating yeah. factors because I don't want to be offensive, but I also am not regularly a part of like those kind of more. We'll just call it like rainbow communities. <laughs> rainbow communities. Okay, yeah. yeah. No, there's a like, lot of them at uh, Alliance. It's it's a it's a it's the most unsafe safe space I've ever seen in my life. Like with the comedy, like the type of shit you're gonna be like hearing, like even mm-hmm. like if it's like well done, and yeah. Some some of it's not well done, but um, like just like that type of comedy, just I've never seen those types of people to like just sit through that. It's it's really cool to see. Well, and really... I love it when the comics stay for the music too, because it's really just like two completely different cultures combining and kind of learning like, like oh yeah we're really hands, not that actually. yeah it's like it's it's like a it's it sounds it sounds woo woo but it's like yeah kumbaya like oh look at us like yeah, yeah. sure these degenerate alcoholics that are you know there's a Trying lot to of make shit dick jokes out yeah here. and they're like yeah what's up boy like th- that type of stuff <laughs> <laughs> granted no one sounds like that except like maybe ben corgan doing an impression um <laughs> that's sometimes the vibe though you know, well, sometimes I, they say that without saying that. Oh, yeah, yeah. Um, well, there's something gregariously, like, unapologetic about comics. Yeah. And well, then you, you get to the sensitivity of, like, poetry and, like, music. Oh, yeah. And it's like, you guys, are, like, the, the, that that group has to figure out how to, like, hold hands, more or less, you know? Yeah, and at least not fight. Because, like, that's happened yeah. at times, especially with the comics, like, because with us being in, like, the circuit, you know, mm-hmm. like, you then then go to uh, Ice House afterwards. So, like, comics would just leave. And I would oh, yeah, always yeah, excuse, yeah. like, yeah, no, like, they, they leave, they have to go to another mic and now it's the same thing with bucks mic uh the one in uh about time yeah i think yeah. um i haven't been to that one just because you know well, you have to run the rest of the other mic, yeah so you're out of time before, yeah it's yeah. it's interesting being a host of like a comedy open mic and also a music open mic and having to switch sides and honestly i play around more on the music side because with comedy i'm just trying to keep it going like i might like put in one line yeah, afterwards. as a host or whatnot. Yeah, just like a little riff. Yeah, um, like when Oz is like that man looks like. Yeah. Like yeah, yeah. Sometimes if they bomb, I'll, I'll do some time just to reset, reactivate the them. Yeah, um, yeah, because sometimes You're the those cleanser. Bo- I try to be, which is, I I do not have the vibe of a palate cleanser. It's just like yeah, I'm, I'm telling the you know you know Mexicans stole Republicans jobs yeah, or yeah, like the yeah. abortion like material. It's just like yeah, let me re piss everyone off. And then go back into my little uh, hidey hole where I, you know, make reactions to what's going on on stage. Yes, yes. Which I, I think I just appreciate that in general. It's like Uh, like, this is just going to be a wild card here. Like, yeah, he's got to have fun somehow. Yeah, it's it's yeah. The host shouldn't be the wild card, but yet yet here I am. But yeah, no. There's been times where like I, um, Nami last week he did uh he actually did music, and original shit. In the music hour. In the music. And he was doing music, and he, he did two songs, and they were very honest, very genuine, like, honestly, pretty pretty good songs. I was like, yeah. So I get, he gets off stage. I was like, hey, Nami, did you write that? He's just like, yeah. I was like, 
Fuck you. <laughs> Fuck you for that shit. Honestly, how dare you be like incredibly funny, incredibly talented, and then just say the most like heart bearing, wrenching, honest, genuine shit. Do you know how long I have like played guitar at the end of like the open mics every once in a while? Because it's kind of like yeah, a yeah. tradition where we sing beggar song and it's all singing together yeah. and I love it. But like never in a million years have I been like, you know what, I should write a song. Mm-hmm. Because like I, I just that that part of me is not well fed. Yeah. You know, and maybe down the line it could be, but like I'm not in a place where I should like be writing music. You just you're just bearing you know? your jealousy and out he, there. No, ab- no, it was absolutely <laughs> jealousy. But like <laughs> it was out of but it's out of respect too. It's, ad- like, it's I, jealousy with admiration. Yeah, it's yeah. not like absolutely like, yeah, fuck that guy. Absolutely. Yeah, yeah. I'm not actually yeah. mad at him. Yeah. I just wanted to like I was honestly You gotta roast him for respect. You're roasting yeah, him because I, you respect him, basically. It's it's a roast because of um I guess it was trying to validate him, yeah, being yeah, yeah. like, holy hell, you're this and this yeah, and this. Yeah, yeah. And I was able to give him so many compliments. Yeah. And in a way that maybe didn't make me look incredible, yeah. but it gave that man so many compliments. Yeah. And it helped the show because we could all just be like, yeah, no, that was awesome. You know, and we could kind of appreciate how cool that was to see. Do you, you know? know what Nami's other superpower talent is? He's got a lot. It's it's pure funny. sex it's, appeal. It's apparently well, obviously. It's yeah, it's happy, pure it's raw sex appeal. Like, um, no, it's apparently fighting games. Oh, really? That's Dude, that, that makes so much sense. That man fucks with Tekken. Yeah, I know he fucks hard with Tekken, but I'm also sure. like... He, he, he fucks with the music, too. With a, with it on, I'm sure. I I mean, the, the beats per minute are a little odd, but... It feels cool. like a good... Op- it feels like a content opportunity, you know? You could fight the, uh, the, the Brazilian fighters or whatnot in the other room and... The thing is, they did jiu-jitsu, which is Brazilian, which is incredible. We're back to Capoeira. <laughs> Brazilian thing. Uh, but jujitsu is like one of the best martial arts you could mm-hmm. ever know. You know, like it is the most you like useful in real wanna, life. It's the one I actually want to go into. Yeah, I never really. You know, because like taekwondo, of... you're is good with the kicking. Kempo is good for like close close hand. Um, like Muay Thai is some of the best striking. Probably the best thing to prepare for like a bar fight, like the most likely fight. Yeah, you're have. like if if it goes to the ground, you're gonna be fine. Yeah. And it's it's the most useful if you are smaller as well, because mm-hmm. like size really doesn't matter as no. much in jujitsu. You know, I mean, granted, sometimes you know the tall guy can just stand up. <laughs> <laughs> Which I saw that happen in an MMA fight a few nights ago. <laughs> like this guy had him in like almost in an arm bar, and uh-huh. the guy was like kicking his ass. And all of a sudden, the guy that was in it just starts like, <laughs> boom! Like it, it drops him. Yeah, I was like, well done, King. Well done. <laughs> all right. No notes, my friend. No notes. All right. Thank you for for gracing us with your pl- oh, presentation. Oh, of course. Thank you for the invite. I yeah. greatly appreciate it. Hopefully, uh, you now understand that I am just a piece of shit like everyone else. Yeah, yeah And no, I am not worthy of that pedestal. No, that that was good. my main goal. I'm aware this. the pedestal is much more me than it's actually whoever the Yeah, no, this, I, I was not worthy of that pedestal. Yeah. No, it's, yeah. it's interesting I, how some of the newer guys act like I'm, I, like I'm a comic. I'm like, dude, no. We naturally no, look I, for hi- hierarchies. We naturally look for where our place is in the hierarchy. And sometimes it's enjoyable to be in that hierarchy as the host, but it's also completely unwarranted and undeserved. I mean, yeah. the the mic is fun, and but it's kind of made its own... Uh, has, has its own identity outside of me at this point. Yeah. Um, and yeah, it could definitely run without me. And sometimes I'm just, just a dick, so... Checks out. Yeah, cool. Absolutely. And we're going to get on out of here. Thank All you right. Much, sir. Have a good night, uh, people. Do you, wanna, do you have anything you wanted to plug? This might um, come out in the next two weeks, I think. Two weeks. 
Honestly, uh, come out to the Alliance mic on Mondays, 7.30. It's great comedy, great mm-hmm. music, and the host is an absolute asshole. Um, an but, adorable asshole, but... Yeah, asshole we try to be. Yeah. Try to be. All righty, boys. We're going on out of here. Thank you for your time. Peace.